Welcome back to The A Show, and we're celebrating three years. Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Sorry, we are. I, I am. I'm so excited. It's the third anniversary. I'm here with Meals. What's going on, Meals? Three years, buddy. Man, didn't that new theme song just like? Doesn't it get you amped? Doesn't it just want you to like? Actually, it makes me want to listen to more Pop Smoke. But that new theme song, man. Listen, new stuff for the A Show. We got a new logo that we're unveiling today. We got a new theme song that we're unveiling today. Three years. Listen. Nah, that, that theme song really got me like... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit. We, we actually did this. Uh, and, you know, we, we have we have really just kind of like come into our own as... as... Uh... We we don't need to do we don't need to do this every every monumental thing. I feel like we do the sentimental thing every uh, monumental thing. I mean, we can't believe it. I mean, it's it's you know, it's huge. Three At this years. Point, I believe. Yeah, it's three years. But you know, hundred fifty something episodes. I don't even know what an episode number this is. It's probably a good thing to check, huh? Um, yeah, and, and you know what? You got new toys too. Yes. Listen, just the logo and the and the theme song. This is the only thing that new. Talk about it, please. Let us yeah, know. yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like we are, we are in a new era of the A show. I I managed to steal some of the equipment from. Uh, 205 in Park, so let's give it up for me. Give it up for me, you know? <laughs> I did it. Let's give it up for Thief. Yeah. Thief. <laughs> let's give it up for kleptomaniacs yeah, everywhere. Come on, yeah, man. You know, yeah, they like that. They like that. Oh, uh, don't do that. Don't laugh track me. <laughs> don't laugh track me. I am the office. I don't have a laugh track. So, right? so I am yeah. Michael Scott. We we are you are you are gonna hear you know from now until eternity the A show will sound completely different it'll be, it's like our Thunderdome it's gonna look and sound more different than wow. ever we are okay. we are we are dedicated you know we and we have been dedicated for a really long time to making this show better uh, just through you know different types of things we do to the show the way that it sounds and you know we are we're we're going full on in, in terms of making this sound as professional as possible so. Uh, you know, bear with us in the next couple of, of weeks as we, you know, craft a new show for you guys. But you know, you're gonna be hearing a lot, a lot more cool things. You know what I mean? That, that's going on in the show, and it's, it's gonna be a lot more smoother. And I think like a lot of people probably won't even notice, but me and Mills for sure notice. You know what the show sounds like from week to week, and we we've really worked to improve the quality of the show. So, uh, well, I just, I just, I just, I, I'm thinking that people do, and they just have the decency and not the non-rudeness not to comment on it when it sounds terrible, because we've gone through the ringer with this show, with shows that are cut off, having to re-record things, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully this is smoother. This is the first time that we're using it. I don't anticipate hiccups, but there may be some. So I would say, please bear with us. And as soon, if you continue listening, as you should probably do every week, every Wednesday, et cetera, et cetera then you know it'll get better and we're just going to keep getting better and and that's kind of it i don't know what else to say anymore yeah we got i what i have to say is we got a lot of hot takes yeah, this we, show 
You got a loaded it's, show. You got a really yeah, loaded gotta, show. Um, see it's so loaded that in all of the excitement of our three-year anniversary, I don't know what the news is. <laughs> don't worry about the news. We don't got to worry about the news. There was, a, there was a great SmackDown. There was a pay-per-view. There was another one for Raw. Yes, we can definitely just run through those to kick things off, and then we'll get to the hot takes. And then also, I think we're supposed to do a one-listen review of Elias's thing, because our social media has just gone crazy, and they're just signing us up for listening to Elias albums. Yeah, <laughs> and like people that. are just like, yeah, I voted no. I don't know if you know this. I voted no, but I was overwhelmingly... Um, you know, beaten by the people who wanted us to do a one listen, you know, review of this entire thing. And and you know what? Fine. We're both. I mean, I don't know when's the last time you reviewed music. I review it every um, single day in the in the official RNC chat. Okay. All right. Yeah. True. True. Um, but on a public forum, when's the last time you reviewed music? Oh man, long since uh, Voice of the Voiceless, maybe. Voice of the Voiceless. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years, so yeah. we're about to get back in our bag and uh, and review this Elias album, kind of. So do you want to do that first, or do you want to... No, 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 let's <laughs> not do that first. Let's, let's wedge it in somewhere while we have fun doing stuff. Yeah, um, so um, Hell in a Cell was on Sunday. Um, it was a really good three-match show, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, four matches. Hello. Wait a minute. I'm not, I'm three not match counting show. I'm not counting Don't three... Don't three-match show this show because we got... Listen, all is right in the world. I just want you to know this. All is right in the world. This is something that was supposed to happen, and I'm glad that I put it in the universe enough so many times that it actually happened. I know we're probably not supposed to be starting off on this because the show is called Hell in a Cell. There's three Hell in a Cell matches. You know, quite frankly, we should get to at least one of those, but I can... I would be remiss if in these three years of me championing The Miz... And just having to continue to champion The Miz over and over and over and over again. And it happened. He's money in the bank. Mr. Money in the bank. Two-time Mr. Money in the bank. And not only that, he beat Otis, which I'm more happy for. And now Otis is on SmackDown. And he's doing whatever he's doing. He got beat up by his tag partner because Tucky, Tucker, whatever the hell his damn name is, finally got... You know, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't I have that. to. Don't, it's don't Miz Talk. Me. Don't it, disrespect me. It's don't Miz Talk. It's I, mis- I, this I has hate been Miz three talk. years of Miz Talk. No, Miz Talk is amazing. Miz Talk, now you're on the edge of your seat. Now you have finally someone <laughs> that you're going to worry about, oh, is he going to cash in? Instead of like, I hope this nigga doesn't cash in. Is what everyone else was saying about Otis. Well, my, my thing with the Miz thing is that Raw got stuck with the with the with the smelly money in the bank contract because no matter what happens, there is nobody in line that I would love to see win that title at all. Mm. <laughs> I they mean, got, I would, but yeah, I they know. got stuck with this with the stinky the stinky money in the bank contract gimmick, and I, I feel like okay, it is off it is off Otis. I am very glad Miz is old faithful. I'll say that. He is someone that you know is going to perform and you know he's going to have Absolutely. a good promo and you know that he's going to be able to, even if he's not to the level of a damn, you know, a Seth Rollins or, a, you know, anyone else, he's at least going to be a serviceable heel that people want to see lose. Wow. Serviceable. Wow. Yeah. Come on. He's a good hand. 15 years. He's a good hand. 15 years. <laughs> he's a good hand, bro. 15 years. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. Come on, man. 
it, he's okay. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I thought that it it was that, that match was more story than match. <laughs> you know, it was like seven yeah. minutes long. I even asked right before. I think a lot of people did. Like, is Tuck is or is Tucker gonna like turn? <laughs> because that's the only way that this ends, and it, and then it did happen. And then they, uh, it's just weird to have Tucker turn and then not be on the same show, and not even be on Raw the following night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> explain like why he did anything. He just got beat up, and they went into the popcorn section, and that was kind of it. But uh, you know what? I'm fine. I don't really want to see Tucker. Tucker wasn't part of the deal. It just was a caveat for everything. So I'm fine with not seeing Tucker. I'm fine with not seeing Otis. I'm 100% fine with Miz being Mr. Money in the Bank and haunting everyone's nightmares and everyone's dreams for the next about, I don't know what to say, maybe like seven months. Maybe that's, seven months. That, that's, that's, uh, that's bad work. Uh, we also had really good Hell in a Cell matches. The actual night began with the match that I thought should have ended the show um, with Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in a I Quit match. For the ages. Uh, first I quit match in five years. I thought Roman Reigns once again stepped up his game. His acting is just on another level right now. Uh, Jay Uso also, we got to give it up for him for actually, you know, holding his own. You know, I, I was skeptical uh, a month ago at this, but, you know, after seeing it, it come to fruition, I was, I really loved the match. I thought it was in some ways better than their, than their first one. I gave both matches five stars, but I, I thought these were just two really, you know, I always thought, like, you know, you don't want to super solidify this guy as a heel, but, like, they, they really did it, and they really made you see, like, this guy is at a point of no return, and there were so many ways that showed that in that match. Yeah, they doubled down on whatever happened last month. I mean, I think last month was just truly the indicator of, like, okay, this guy is a heel. This guy is not good. Don't think of him as your anti-hero. Don't think of him as your cool heel guy. He is not a good person. He's someone going against the family. And this kind of just doubled down. He, this was more so about establishing the name of the tribal chief. And I think they did it in spades with him kind of, you know, making both Usos, both Usos who's quite reputable, all these other things kind of bow at his feet. And then he goes up, he walks up the ramp and just the imagery of um, just is, uh, I think it's, I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's his father. Oh, Sika uh, uh, is his father. In, uh, in, right. In, yeah, yeah. And I, oddly honest, I don't fully know the names of the two, so excuse me. Sika um, off of the, uh, the Wild Samoans. Okay, it was both of them? Okay, yes. I just didn't want him to be another one. Um, <laughs> uh, just kind of bestowing on him the role of chief in the family and kind of looking back at the Uso disgusted, I mean, it was just the entire time you're watching that match, it was like, this is such good shit. It was heartbreaking. It just was. It, it was really yeah. heartbreaking. And it's like, you, you start the show on such a bummer note. <laughs> it was really hard for anything else to, like the next thing you see is, is Elias with the guitar. You know, right. it's, it's, I mean, well, fair. That, that's what it should have been because I think you needed that type of break for everyone to cool down and kind of like, you know, the, 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 the air around that kind of to settle. Because, like you said, it was a three-match show, and uh, they put quite the quite the acts in between. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And and again, you know, Roman crying, very like crazy moment. You never see that. You know, you never see. And I think I tweeted like I don't know a lot of people. You know, Shawn Michaels might be one of them, 
But I think he, I think Roman blew Shawn Michaels out the water with his performance as far as just the facials he was giving, and you know just the the actual emotion and the charisma. Like when like Mills when he cried. Well, Shawn hams it up too much. Shawn hams it way up too much. Well, like, I, I, like... I think the quintessential Shawn moment obviously is the Ric Flair match, and that's what I'm basing it on. Yeah, that's the quintessential okay. right. Shawn moment, and, and I think... that is the that is the. Uh the moment like most known for like it's like acting within storyline right like if it could win an emmy it would have right. if it could win some sort of award it would have an oscar winning performance i could see how this roman thing kind of tops that i could see that yeah like i and i say like the moment he cried then he he put um he put jimmy in the triangle choke then he gets up and his face is completely like stone like 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 anger yeah stone like, yeah. and then he does the, the one thing that I liked is that he wiped his eye at the end of the match. And I was like, this motherfucker is psychotic. Like he's and like, wiped it over his chest, by the way. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> and it was literally, and, and I love again, Paul Heyman solidifying that turn as well saying, you know, this is not the same guy. And, you know, Paul could also hem it up, but it looks, he looks genuinely afraid. And, and I think right. that's a, a really cool moment as well. Um, the other Hell in a Cell match uh, we'll just go by by to me the strong one than the than the one that didn't really like live up to it, but I thought it was still kind of like it was just solid, just over long. I thought Bailey and Sasha Banks was great, but the, the you know we knew it was going to be great. But the, the question here is, um, is it better than Brooklyn or was it better than Brooklyn? I saw a lot of people saying that. Um, I would say it's a different flavor than Brooklyn. I couldn't equate the two. It, it's kind of like watching a completely different match in in a completely different space. I think Brooklyn was one that was built upon kind of this early version of the story. It's like actually watching anime. Now you now I think about it, um, shout out to the lookout. But it's kind of like actually watching anime and them doing that first Vegeta versus Goku fight. And then in that Saiyan saga where Vegeta finally shows up on Earth and then you like scroll past to like the Blue saga where they do Vegeta versus Goku again and they're just in completely different spaces. They're on a completely different level. It's a completely different level of brutality and that's why i can't really compare the two i mean i could i mean if i want to say which one i enjoyed the most i was there for brooklyn it was fucking awesome hell in a cell was a different kind of flavor it was a different type of vibe and they went all out i think they were as nervous to get this match done than anyone because it's just been so long and it's been so highly anticipated and the first match is a hell in a cell and kind of the 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 amount of pressure to deliver in this instance and then they lived up to it and probably the most surprising thing for me is that sasha banks won yeah i mean that that surprised the hell out of me i i get the feeling and i don't want to like predict too much or too early i get the feeling that bailey might be taking some time off i don't know if you saw her um, her chronicle that was on WWE Network. Mm-hmm. The uh, chronicle, it, the kiss of death. Yes, uh, as we like to say. It, chronicle went two for it went two and zero oh this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not yeah, chronicle, really but, but but network documentaries went two and zero oh because you had the Bailey oh, yeah. chronicle and then you had the Randy Orton one and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Listen, you and you had the you had the Jay Uso one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then he goes. And then I just remember specifically around Mania, was it Mania Weekend? I think Samoa Joe got one and then like lost or like Shinsuke got, Shinsuke got one along. I don't know. Yeah, Something Shinsuke got the WrestleMania one, but I think that one was after Mania. I think that one came out after Mania. 
Nah, that one definitely came up before Mania. Did it? I remember watching it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and then he lost big time. Oh, I, you um, know why? Because I think it debuted during TakeOver or after TakeOver. Yeah, something yeah. Like something like along those lines. Yeah, for sure. So, so essentially, you know, we find out that Bailey, uh, Bailey's stepfather passed away. And that was a really like heavy moment in the uh, in the chronicle. And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be shocked or you know even upset if she decided to take some time off because he just passed away about three and a half weeks ago. Yeah, and she wasn't able to go home because if she went home, then she would have had to pretty much been in isolation for two weeks to be able to actually return. Um, well, not return. It's not like it was the bubble, but in order to kind of be safe, like. You go, you take a trip, you fly over there, you're there with the family, you kind of got to like go through the specific protocol that it is, especially in these time of days. So she didn't necessarily like want to do that. It's it's it was tough. It yeah. was tough. Yeah. And and it's actually just a part of wrestling. I mean, it's it's something that a lot of people go through, even talk about the Undertaker thing where his uh his dad passed away during WrestleMania and all this other stuff, it's unfortunate, you know, part of wrestling and kind of the sacrifices that you make. Yeah, but I, I really liked the match. Uh, it, it, it was not as good as Brooklyn. Uh, I, th- I thought it was still one of the best matches of the year, though. Sasha does not disappoint in the cell. Sasha in the cell. It should be her new name. Uh, and then going into the main event, uh, no no stupid finish here, which, which, which is what I thought or predicted was going to happen between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. It, it, was, it was a little bit slower, um, but they had to be because of the fact that like the other two matches had done the, the cell so much differently than they did. Um, so I understood the, the, the more methodical pace, but I thought that you know at the end of that night, even if it was a short pay-per-view, those two matches were so long that the Roman and Jay match was like 40 minutes, and mm-hmm. uh, Sasha and Bailey was about 30, so this one went around, around that, and... It just ended up being very, 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 uh, very lengthy, and I thought that it was just, you know, uh, not to the level of that. I thought Drew took a crazy bump. Uh, a, a guy like that should not be falling through tables. It's just that's just crazy. He just got to. I think he wants to. I think he's still determined to prove himself. As much as he's been champion for the last couple of months, I think he's still determined to prove himself as a really like memorable competitor. <laughs> And I think that's part of it. And he wanted to take that. Randy wouldn't have taken that bump. I don't think Randy and ever in any life, um, any of his nine lives, maybe he would have ever taken that bump. But Drew will. And I think he knew that they needed to do that because of the level of Hell in a Cell matches that were going on before him. Yeah. Each uh, of each of those matches kind of had a different kind of style to it. And while the last one was definitely a lot more slow paced and methodical, they needed that spot for him for that match to kind of even be remembered on the part of the show yeah and again uh we we, we lead from that that bump to randy orton pretty much following him following him into the cell uh missed claymore into an rko for randy to win his 14th a lot of people said 15 14th title in the wwe uh big big milestone he ties triple h uh, all time for a number of title reigns and Mm -hmm. uh do you want to go into Raw before we before we go into the shows though? I want. To I mean, say, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, no, I really, I, I really want to say um, thanks to everyone who showed up to Clubhouse, the, the new app that everyone's talking about. We we made a room on Clubhouse for the A Show, uh, watching Hell in a Cell, and we had so many people show up. So you know, everyone from Wale to uh, Kaz to our good friend Jeff J, 
you know, Devin showed up, Busby showed up. Uh, obviously, we all did on, on the A Show Network. Um, you know, everyone who showed up, thank you for showing up and, and talking wrestling with us uh, for that two hours. It was it was such a blast and such a different type of uh, energy from everything else on, on that app. Oh yeah, let's not give him any more thing to that app. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave it there. We'll be doing it again. We'll be doing it again. Yeah. I, I don't think we have to talk about the shows that much because I don't think, I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff in these hot takes that revolve around the show. I don't think we have to talk about the shows that much, but I think we can definitely talk about probably the most relevant thing has been the fiend is now kind of dancing with Randy Orton. So the Randy Orton wins the WWE championship. He's now found, it seems like they're finding a new dance partner or they're at least trying to add him to the contention with the fiend. What are your thoughts on this? I am of the mind, and this was rumored <clears throat> about two weeks ago, that Universal wanted more stars and they wanted The Fiend. So if you look at who's front and center in the Raw intro, on the Raw commercials, I don't know if you, you, you caught those in between Raw or, or just watching USA, if you do, um, The Fiend is front and center, and they want him to be front and center on this show. And the thing yeah. is, they always do this. They did it with SmackDown too. Then when he mm-hmm. has a match, and then he goes back into obscurity or he disappears for two months, then we get back to a normal show. Raw is not the going thing to... Is, go ahead. No, I would say the thing is that they. I feel like they build him up to an, a certain point, and then there's kind of like the hump they're going to have to go over, which essentially is going to have him lose. To me, he's not a star quality. He is a figure. He yeah. is a personality. He is someone he's an attraction. who is... He's an attraction. There you go. I would say that. But in terms of a star of the show, I mean, there's there's not a complicated story you can tell with The Fiend unless you make him a lot more vulnerable. Um, and, and he says a lot more. There's only so much that you can do. You can only move him in, like, really two dimensions. You can't really move him to a third dimension. You can't even try a fourth dimension or something like that. You can really move him in two back and forth and back and forth. And that's what they've been doing over the last, I would say, what, year? Year, two years. It's been a year. It's been a year. Been a year. Oh, my God. It's been like it's been an eternity. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Um, obviously 2020 kind of shapes things a lot differently. But but, um, I I guess I would guess that if we had not had, like, you know, pandemic mania this year, then I think that we would be looking at The Fiend's first year a lot differently. But it's been a year since that Hell in a Cell. With him and Seth I don't know Rollins. about that, but <laughs> I think I think it would have I think it would have been different because we would have we would have definitely seen Goldberg and Roman and we would have seen Fiend Cena and it would have ended a lot differently. It would have been in ring, you know. It would have been it would have been different. I, everything would have been different this year. But I think that yeah. again, they didn't want Drew to get beat by the Fiend because their whole you know they're still going with the gimmick that if you get beat by the Fiend, you turn. So they don't want Drew to turn because he's the guy. And I get that, you know, he's, he hasn't even gotten a chance to be the guy in front of the fans yet. So right. what you want to do is you want to pass it to Randy. They have history, uh, US, USA Universal, NBC Universal. They want a huge marquee attraction on the show and a huge match. And that is Fiend against Randy Orton. Now, does he get the title? I don't know if they want to climb that mountain again because we've seen what happened with that. Is he a face or a heel or what? It, what is he? He's a tweener. Like, what is he? He's a tweener. And and, the, and what, so what is Randy? <laughs> well, Randy's firmly a heel, but I think the thing they're trying to do and why they did the retribution thing was to tell people, hey, he's going after the bad guys now. 
because he, he didn't even like he hasn't even messed with anyone else, and it seems to be like that's who he wants is Randy Orton, and that's who you're supposed to boo. Even when the Fiend came out at the end of the show, it was che- they they put the cheer track on it. They, they they were like you know full on you know babyface reaction for him. So that's who they want you to cheer. Right. I think you know especially with the ending of Raw. First of all, I kind of liked it. I I will say this about the Randy Orton and Fiend thing because I don't know if people are necessarily excited for it. I think considering the year that Randy Orton has had, he might be able to get the best out of the Fiend story-wise. And I don't even think that their story leading to that mania maybe two years ago, three years ago, was even particularly bad. I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, but it's just the matches, just a boy. Um, it was bad. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think if you try to tell a story character-wise, I think you can definitely do that Randy Orton. If you want to make him a star, you can do that Randy Orton. But the thing is, is like, make the Fiend a face. At this point, why are we still trying to harp on the heel thing? And why are we still trying to do this? Make the Fiend a face. People want to cheer him. He is cool looking. And then have him break everybody's hearts and turn heel again. Like, that seems to be the formula more so than let's do a heel and then let's try to transition him into a face or something along those lines. Yeah, just people are going to cheer Randy Orton. People are going to cheer Drew. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. He seems like the odd man out in this kind of thing. Well, it's seeming to me like it's going to be some type of triple threat thing. They don't want to put Drew out completely. But again, when the Fiend, like, Let's not even just say The Fiend. Bray Wyatt ruins all synergy on every brand that he's ever on. Could we just say that? Like, he he really does ruin the synergy of any brand that he's on. It, it becomes his story, and it, you have to work around his limitations. And, like, instead of Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre right. just ending, it now has to continue because now we already know Drew is going to, like, can we just say it right now, right off the bat, Drew's going to probably get this title back in December or sometime before. I don't know if I, don't know if I can say that. I think something is going to happen with either Drew or Randy, where one of them is going to turn allegiances, based on being in proximity to the Fiend. It's going to be Randy. That's then. what I think. It's going to be Randy then. It, it probably will be. Yeah. And I don't think Randy wants to be a face, but then again, there's this whole like edge thing that's supposed to be coming eventually. I don't know what's going on. Um, this is more so a wait and see thing, but I, I like the ending of Raw. I like the Fiend popping up behind Randy, and he's just like, "I'll take my chances with Drew." <laughs> and he's just like dips off. I thought that was incredible. I thought that was genius. Um, um I, I thought Raw was abysmal this this week. Other than that, yeah. Other than that, it set up Survivor Series. I thought that was good. They set up Survivor Series in five minutes. <laughs> good. It should be like that. To be honest with you, I love the Raw versus SmackDown. When we thought about the Undertaker thing possibly taking hold of it and them not doing the brand thing, I was like, damn, that kind of sucks. But to do Raw versus SmackDown for all these things and all these matches that I don't even want to say we haven't seen. We've seen Oscar versus Sasha Banks all fucking summer. Yeah. <laughs> like we've seen Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn to like not good results. Uh, we've seen Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. I mean, we haven't seen them in this kind of iteration, so maybe they can take it up another level, but I maybe doubt it. So well, I, I got a feeling that there's going to be a title change somewhere. In the next couple weeks. Ooh, interesting. I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking Sammy might lose the IC title in the next three weeks. Nah, it would. I would be. But then again, they're doing Bobby with fucking retributions. I doubt any of it. I mean, Ali, Ali, and Ali and Daniel Bryan would be heat. I think that would be really cool. Mm, 
I thought that I think that would be really cool too. But I think I don't know. I think they're gonna keep him on everybody. I think you want to at least have retribution. I, want, I think you want to at least have the hurt business doing something on the show so they can explain why they're not like facing retribution because I don't think they're gonna face retribution in that Survivor Series. Yeah, they already did the elimination match. Oh my god. <laughs> can we talk uh, about me and him? Me and him. Um, I wish you had. <laughs> I, I've made a tweet. I wish you had this uh, this drop loaded on your computer. Let's see if I can find my tweet. But yeah, what was the me and him about? She said she got possessed on, on Twitter on her from her uh, reckoning account, but they the they have completely and I and I and I said this was a possibility that it would happen. I was like, what eighty twenty that it was going to happen. They squandered all of their goodwill from the tweets. They had Miriam hitting the Harlem Shake. And then hitting the Harlem Shake like on the ground, screaming, like the Bow Wow version where you do the Crip Walk and the Harlem Shake at the same time. Listen, this was me. And him. I got it. I got it queued up. Who was on crack? <laughs> I gotta take that. That's, one. <laughs> yes, please. That was the uh, that was the only thing that I could see it as. To be honest with you, that was sick. That that was they they have made these these people look like geeks. Like bigger geeks than they were a month ago, and this is now actively hurting Ali, where his his heel turn just don't hit, and it's it's hurting the people who like. I mean, luckily they have masks on, so like if they wanted to do this, all they have to do is just just turn turn the clock back and they'll be fine. Just turn the clock back. It's not working. It's a I failure. Agree. I agree. I I mean. Failure is a stretch, but yeah, it's not working out well. They don't, they don't seem the, the, the vitriol. I don't know, I don't know what the fuck they had planned. But the fact that you don't necessarily have a plan to put them over, but you took up all that screen time and getting them there is just like wow. This is why professional wrestling doesn't win any awards for anything reputable because stories don't go far in wrestling. No. Stories aren't. Stories aren't built or fleshed out or come full circle. They rarely do. And a good story eventually does, but it take you, it'll take you like four years and you'll stumble upon it. Like a Daniel Bryan story, which is like, I guess he's working. I guess we'll make a story in. And that's a good story. And it tells it in a great two-year arc. But realistically, you don't wait two years to tell that fucking story. And you Even, don't wait. They, they've done stories like this way better though, Mills. Like Daniel Bryan, like you, talk, you bring up Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan joining... The Wyatt family is one of the most like, you know. But I even think that was a bridge. Like the way they ended that was so like it cut off its legs. It had he joined the Wyatt family for like two weeks. Like instead of like getting a good build of it, I think the Randy story now the Randy Wyatt story where he joined the Wyatts and they actually put it over. They won the tag team championships. There was some you know in between fighting with luke harper and randy orton all this other stuff like that um randy orton wins the royal rumble whole bunch of other things they really added a whole bunch of elements to that story to make it work it just sucks that the matches suck but they added so much to make that story work and they just don't do that here yeah. they don't do it often yeah i don't i don't know what to say i mean i i mean i know that they're gonna probably they're gonna here's the thing they're gonna get joked and ridiculed anyway so if they keep going with mm-hmm. this, they're going to get ridiculed. If they drop it next week, they're going to get ridiculed. But I think they get ridiculed less if they have Mia Yim show up as Mia Yim. Dijakovic show up as Dijakovic. Uh, Shane Thorne show up as himself again because he's already been on Raw before. And just have them just be characters on the show. 
the brand yeah. needs these guys. <laughs> I don't they, think, yeah, I don't think this lasts by the end of the year. Exactly. Like, the raw, the raw brand needs them. They don't need them in this role, but they need them as a mid, like, the raw has no mid card. <laughs> they, they had a 24-7, like, a serious match with the ninjas and Drew Gulak versus the Lucha, the, the, the Lucha whatever, house party. That was a serious thing that happened on Raw this week, y'all. That's crazy. Like th- that was something that actually happened on this show. And if they That's want, insane. if they want people to fucking watch this show, they need to tighten up. Well, here's the thing. Well, Raw needs to tighten up. SmackDown is tightened up. SmackDown got it tight. They like, they managed to fit. Well, well in. here's the thing. Raw, SmackDown still got some shit with them too. Like they need to position Bianca better. I'm not. I'm oh, not. I'm not getting them off the hook. For any for for the Bianca. No no no, they started they started at least they started. She's in the ring, which is at least one start. Now will she be in the program of any sort? I don't know yet. Meals. She's at least if, made it to the ring. If I She's see made her, it to if, the ring. if I see her next to Carmella this week, we gonna have a talk. We gonna see what happens. We go no I'm, no 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 no. <laughs> we gonna see what happens. No, I say it's because at least she made it to the ring. That was my big thing. Okay. It's like you can talk about it, you can talk about it, but the, there's the. The one thing about Bianca Belair is you kind of got to see it. But I thought SmackDown did a good job in managing to highlight a lot of its feuds in different kind of quick ways, but also incorporating like the whole like Law and Otis thing that extended through the entire show. It, it just works well on SmackDown. There were just quick segments, even funny stuff. You had Teddy Long show up. You had Asuka show up. You had Rey Mysterio show up. It was cool. Um, you also included another thing with the... The Seth and 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 Dominic and and, and what's his face? I, I uh, can't believe that's still Murphy. going. And I please do not go up for that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not gonna go up for it. But it's just you know, I'm I'm I like that show much better because it had a smooth pace. Raw drags its mm-hmm. ass mm-hmm. all the time, and it's what I expected from Raw. As soon as we saw the draft and who came over, I was like, this show's gonna drag its ass with matches we've already seen before, featuring the same people we've seen. Having before, yeah. So we'll see. I think I think though that we should get into we should get into your sorry this offends, and then we should get into hot takes because we got a lot. We got a lot of them. So uh, yeah. let let let's go ahead and get into sorry if this offends. If I can be serious for a minute, without being interrupted. All right, Niels, we're gonna talk about something really really controversial today. Are you ready? Talk about it. So Booker T, last week on Talking Smack, had <laughs> had it out for Sasha Banks. And Booker T, you know, we haven't been shy in criticizing Booker T in the past mm-hmm. for the, the things that he said. Um, I think that we could say that some of the things he said kind of rubs off on other people, namely someone he, who we've also talked about on this uh, on this segment before, uh, Ember Moon. In terms of how they speak on the four horse women, more specifically Sasha and Bailey. So uh, if you haven't seen the segment on Talking Smack with Sasha and Booker T, definitely go see it. It's definitely awkward. <laughs> it's definitely something that I, I feel like you know uh, people have to see to get the context of what we're gonna say today. But uh, it just ended with with Booker T and Sasha not being on the greatest of terms, and it looked like it was actually like very much a shoot. Um, yeah, I would say so. But, uh, but what is uh, let me let me reframe my words. Please go. Please keep going, sir. Booker T continued uh, 
today, actually, um, saying that Sasha Banks rubs in the Well, room. I want to say, I wouldn't say in context, and this is in the defense of Booker T, he was asked about it. It's not like he yes. came out on Twitter and just started saying it. This was an interview that he did, and he was asked about it, and he answered it. That's all I'll say. I don't want people came in like he was coming out sideways out of his mouth and just started attacking them. He was asked about it, and he gave his honest opinion. So go ahead. Uh, he was asked about Sasha, and he said that she rubs him the wrong way, and it's probably something about her attitude. Now, be clear here. Of course, the stands go insane. Uh, there's a level of vitriol going on for Booker T online that, um, you know, is to the level that we were kind of expecting, and I'm pretty sure he expected it too. Of course, it gets him listens, it gets him views, it gets him, it gets him mentions and engagement. I don't think he actually like cares that much about. What the stands are saying. I mean, this guy is a two-time Hall of Famer. You know, he, he's lived his life. You know, he's lived his wrestling life. Um, but as a pundit and as a opinion opinion leader in wrestling, he has been kind of uh, very harsh and, and hard on a lot of, of wrestlers, whether it be you know of African American uh, descent or you know anyone else. But I have noticed lately he has been hyping up, uh, you know, the the disdain for Sasha Banks a lot more. Um, and I don't know if this is a shoot or a work or not, but my thing is this. It is the wrong time for Booker T to be ex- explaining his actions for a black woman with attitude um, and, and those types of words and that type of, of messaging. It's just the, it's not the right time to do that. We have to protect black women. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Does he have the right to an opinion? Absolutely. If Sasha yep. Banks and who he does know more than likely has seen around locker room, been around personally. If that's something that he's picked up on her, he's absolutely right and 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 balanced and, and correct in saying how he feels about her personally. This isn't him saying, I you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't like Sasha Banks, she's this, she's that. This is his experience with her. So I get that. What's 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 troubling to me is one thing we're not gonna do is minimize Booker T for something that for 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 a messaging that you probably don't really agree with, I don't think that as as a whole he is diminishing Sasha Banks' talent. Did you hear that, Mills? He didn't, he didn't diminish no. her talent at all. He said that, you know, and, and again, Booker T be tap dancing, but this was this was one time where I could say that he did not say Sasha Banks was not who she said she was, and that is and that is great. He's just kind of going at her personally, which is weird, I'll admit. But one thing we can't do is say you know Booker T isn't this isn't that. Pump the brakes here. Like, this is one of the most influential <laughs> African... Like, he opened the doors for a lot of the people we see here. Like, him, Mark Henry, even Stevie Ray. They, they opened the doors. And what, what I don't like seeing is, even within this discourse, we can disagree with Booker T saying, but just don't try and, you know, rewrite history and, and erase the pages. Yeah. Like, saying, oh, what has he done in compared to Sasha Banks? Let me tell you what he's done in compared to... And, and it's not, I'm trying to, like, once again, discredit Sasha Banks. She is a five-time women's champion. Booker T is a six-time world's champion. It's not like they're, they're in different things in the same world, but I don't agree with minimizing Booker T's accomplishments as if he's done nothing, especially compared to Sasha Banks, who's still working and still in the, you know, in the twilight of her career. She's still working. It's not like she's... Uh, the women, you know, the women's revolution is fantastic, but she's just 100% a part of that. Booker T has been part of so much amazing things. Um, here's, in terms of my opinion on this, 
I do agree it's a terrible time and it shouldn't be something that should be said. And I think we should be defending black women a lot more, especially on sort of public forums. But I do agree, well, beeping outside. I do agree that he's uh, he's 100% entitled to his opinion. He's 100% if you believe that she has an attitude. Quite frankly, she does have an attitude. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, she does have an attitude a lot. Um, no offense, but it's like, that's part of her gimmick. That's part of her flair, right? That's part of her thing. And, and, and if, for, if Sasha you Banks, guys, if Sasha Banks is Mercedes Renato tuned up to ten, hell yeah, she probably got an attitude. That's why we love her. Right. That's why we right. love her. But also, it's like you got to understand. I don't necessarily, and it's more so with internet stands and stuff like that. It's social media. I say social media brings a lot of this vitriol because at the end of the day, it's like a lot of this is inspired by. I'm gonna say gaslighting, but it's always like, oh, one person says this thing, another person says this thing, so much stuff on sort of social media, and that's kind of where it got it from. Don't discredit Booker T. That's yeah. one thing we don't we're not gonna do. Um, don't discredit everything that he's done, everything that he's went through. The, the he's went through a lot. I'll tell you this, he went through a lot more than Sasha Banks has gone through in both of their wrestling careers. Absolutely. Booker T has seen racism to his face by a man in the red and yellow. Uh, shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Sasha Banks has necessarily seen that. I don't know her complete life, but she's Booker T has seen a lot, so I wouldn't want to discredit them. I believe that they both can come together and both agree on something, et cetera, et cetera. But well, I, I, think, I, through, think, I think through shared experience, right? That they should, right. they should sit and talk about what he perceives as an attitude. Because but she may not want to, and that might be a thing. Like, she may not want to, she may not agree she may i feel like anytime she feels slighted she immediately tunes them out and maybe this is me going too deep but anytime that she feels slighted she's just like nah that's it you're cut off you're good and it takes a lot for them i i personally how do i say this i don't know i like sasha banks i like booker t i respect both of them in immense ways but they're both problematic in their own rights I've seen Sasha Banks uh, on social media, use social media. Remember the time when she was gone and she was posting a lot of AEW stuff and she was like liking all these other things and et cetera, et cetera. And you're free to like that as well. But I do think that she knows what she's doing in terms of social media and pushing that that sort of narrative. So I think they both are problematic in their own standpoint, but I do agree that we shouldn't be doing this. This shouldn't be... Thing on a public, we shouldn't be continuing to go back and forth about this, at least on a public forum. Absolutely. Uh, so when we come back from this, we've talked about the shows, we've offended people. We're gonna do a full segment on nothing but hot takes chosen by the fans and friends of the show on the A Show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more hot takes. We got a lot of them. This is Dolph's fault. You know who we are. You alright, man? What is wrong with you, huh? Whatever the hell you going through. Whatever you going through, man, we can fix this. You ain't gotta do this, man. Come on, Oz. It's Josh. You hear me? This is Josh that's laying right here in the middle of this damn ring. Look at me, Oz. Look at me. 
Look at me, please. Just look at me. Whatever you're going through, you know we got you. You know we got you. It's always been like that. But this, this ain't it. This is not it. All right, we are back on the A Show. What a what a heartbreaking clip. I know I had to put that there. Super bummer. We're supposed to be celebrating, but just just a heartbreaking clip of Roman and Jay and Jimmy there, right? I agree, one hundred percent, man. It's a that was a lot of acting. I'll say that they hammed that up. It was a lot of Josh. It's me. It's your, it's, your, it's your cousin Josh. It's like okay, all right, relax. It's all Josh right, right here, fool. <laughs> yeah, come on. I know we've seen a lot of movies still. Like, come on. Uh, I've seen Friday. Um, are you ready for these hot takes, my friend? Yeah, let let let's get into the hot takes. I wanna I, I wanna just firstly thank everyone for sending in hot takes. Thank you guys. Really appreciate that. Uh, sitting wow. in these hot takes to the A show, we we are you know we're we're here to try and answer every one of them today. Just just to show appreciation to everyone who sent in something. So, uh, Mills, I'll let you know. We will try. We will try. One hundred percent. We will try, and that'll say. You know what I want to start out with, and yes, this is definitely a plug and branding and all this other stuff like that. I'm going to start off with a hot take from Nelson, who dropped off a hot take. Of course. You can listen to the show, Chatting with Nelson, which returns today, immediately after they show, after you hear this, after it's live there, you'll be able to hear Chatting with Nelson. Make sure you follow RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Make sure you follow Nozlin as Nelson on Twitter, and you'll be able to hear that show. Um, he starts off with, he says, Ronda Rousey had the greatest rookie year in WWE history. Not only did she kill her debut at WrestleMania, she then went on to spend half her time as a champion, seven out of 14 months. She beat three out of four horsewomen in singles matches. Main event the first and only women's pay-per-view and was part of the women's main event and was part of the first women's main event in WrestleMania history. She was also a natural in the ring, not requiring time to adapt. Her promos were also terrible overall, but her first 12 months are the best of any male or female. Um, she helped make women's wrestling mainstream. Hard to, hard to deny that, honestly. Hard to um, it's a, yeah, it was a pretty damn good debut, but yeah. I feel like they had the blueprint from many debuts. Like, they still with it though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully she returns eventually. I don't know when she's gonna return. I don't even know if she fits anymore. To be honest, I mean, I don't even want to say that. Oh, they make her fit. Like a glove. They make her yeah. fit. You know, like they make <laughs> yeah. her fit. It's the same way that like she beat probably everybody on the women's roster when she was there for the year. We'll watch her beat everyone again. That's just how good yeah. she is. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, let's get in another hot take. It starts off. Let's go to Breon. Breon has a hot take. He says, by November's end, Bianca beats Sasha for the belt. My God. Wow. 30 days? That is too soon. That's too <laughs> soon. Another 30-day reign? <laughs> I mean, that's right on time for Sasha, but I still feel like it's too soon for Bianca. It's not even so much the Bianca. I could feel if you said in 30 days by November's end, Bailey beat Sasha for the belt. I might even agree with that. Yeah, that, that's more <laughs> that's more likely to me than Bianca. Yeah. Um, I think Bailey takes 30 off. Uh, let Survivor Series go, uh, go through, and then we get a. I really hate to keep giving these these women uh gimmick matches because we never really got like a regular match between them, but a TLC match does kind of fit here. 
Oh, they got plenty of regular matches. They had a regular match on the premiere of SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't good. Um, let's go into the next one. This next one comes from J Mac. It says, if SmackDown, Raw, and NXT combined their divisions, WWE would have a perfect amount of teams for a good tag team division. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would like to see it. Uh, <laughs> do you like tag team wrestling? I, I do like tag team wrestling, but I like everyone in their own ecosphere. They make sense on their own brands, kind of. Raw and SmackDown could do it. I don't know if you add NXT to the mix, uh, that it's going to do it. Everyone, NXT kind of fits in its own ecosystem, kind of separate from Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And I kind of like it that way. I even liked it that they weren't including Survivor Series this year because, to me, it makes 2019 very special. Let, let's speculate like, on that. Let's speculate on that really quick. And I, and I agree that it does make it special. And I also agree that um, having NXT there... Uh, get that one win over the two brands makes it so when they show up again, they could they could have that bragging right. Um, mm-hmm. But why do you think NXT is not out? I mean, obviously, my are you my, are you with the train of mind that because of this party, <laughs> SmackDown and Raw don't want NXT guys around them? I'm I'm of the I I <laughs> am of the mind that that is true as well. I think that <laughs> I you know you want to know what's crazy? There might be more COVID believers on the main roster than there are in NXT. I would believe it. There might be way more people who believe that COVID is real. And in, 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 uh, in that, cause like, I, I just look at how many people like are liking Drake Wirtz's uh, photos and stuff like that. And they're probably mm. like, Roman's probably like, hell to the naw. You are not yeah. going to be around. He's paying them. attention. I know yeah. Roman's paying attention. He's Roman's tapped like, in. Mm. Kevin Owens mm. for sure is tapped in. Oh, I've heard, yeah, I, sure. I, I've heard things. Remember when Kevin Owens was like, yeah, initially I was going to go back down to NXT. But then I said, nah, yep. actually, I'll stay on the main roster. I don't think it was because of COVID. But, he said, he said um, team, team Young inward is too wild down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, his non-wrestling hot take was white hip-hop head should be illegal. Wow. Wow. Whoa. All right. We love everybody. All right. <laughs> we love everybody. We love everybody. Let's go to the next, let's go to the next one. Fred DiBiase. It says, I enjoy Retribution and think they can still come back from their shit bomb introduction. Turn a couple more influential names to their side and the building Survivor Series. Not saying I'm optimistic it will happen, but they haven't lost me yet. You know what? Shout out to you, Fred DiBiase. You, you, They're going to me. You watching, uh, you watching a different show. You in a different type of time than, than we all watching. You, you must yeah, have seen... Yeah, that is, he's seen two months into the future. He's seen, yeah. I mean... I agree with your sentiment. If they make retribution better, it can be better. Yeah. <laughs> like if they tried, yeah, it could be better. But they haven't. And that's why it sucks. So if they did put in a little bit more effort, it would definitely be better. And I think people would enjoy it. But yeah, it don't. Um his non wrestling hot I would have oh, thought okay, that I, I would have thought that they would have given these given retribution a title or something already. Mm. That's how you, right? Am, am I wrong? Like, that's how you legitimize them immediately. You have them literally just beat Lashley, have the Hurt Business chase, have Kofi and them chase, and that's the way that you, you go about it. I'm like, I'm like, why have they not won anything? Like, that just doesn't make sense I, to me. I feel like Kevin Owens dodged the bullet by getting drafted to SmackDown because he would have surely gotten stomped out every week oh, by for, Retribution. For sure. <laughs> 
sure. He, he just makes it work. He would have been getting two on one by Slapjack and T Bar. Like it would have been over. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Been double power bomb through tables and stuff. Um, Fred's non wrestling hot take is Burger King has the best chicken sandwich in the league, but no one is ready for that conversation. Let me tell you what's not ready for that conversation. My stomach. Um, I'm also not Burger ready. King. I'm also not ready for that conversation ever. Yeah, Burger King is a listen. They sell chicken nuggets for a dollar. You really want to trust where the chicken <laughs> from? It's a ten piece chicken nuggets for ninety nine cents. That ain't chicken, bro. And also, um, when you get the spicy ones, they're red. <laughs> <laughs> oh they're my red. god! Remember they came out with the bur- the the Whopper with the black bun. Let's stop this. They came up. They yes. did so much chicken fries, hot dogs. Chicken fries are just chicken fish. tenders, but they but they haven't eaten in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next one comes from Jonathan M. Says SmackDown has the best champions compared to all other shows: AEW, NXT, Raw, Impact. Let's start with SmackDown champions. They've got Roman Reigns. They've got Sami Zayn. They got the Street Profits. And they've got uh, Sasha Banks. Best champions overall. Um, Just crowned a new Impact champion, Rich Swan. I still give it to NXT. NXT? NXT has Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Tag team champions. Newly, Pat McAfee's. Mm-hmm. The Fellas. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to call them now. The Fellas. Pat, McAfee, Pat McAfee and The Fellas. And also, um, we'll say North American, um, my guy. Damien Damien Priest Priest. I was gonna say Damien Sandow. I think I think that past um, I think that past Roman, like SmackDown has yeah Sasha's great, but I think Io to me has had a better year. Um, oh, yeah. and I think the mid card champion Damien Priest has done again. It, I think it just comes down to who's done more this year. It's not. It has nothing to do with like personally. <laughs> Who I like better or who's better, like you know, all time. I just think that the, the the NXT roster has had a better year than a lot of the champions that have been there. Like, a look at the SmackDown people. Like, yes, Sasha's been there all year, but she's she's had very little. Like, she just started getting back into the singles matches, and these this is like right. months after EO's been killing it, and EO's, EO beat Sasha. So you know, like there there's a lot of stuff going there. So I, I still give it to NXT. Um, I'm gonna give it a SmackDown. Let's uh let's jump into a hot take. Actually submitted from friends of ours, a black announce table. Shout out to those guys. I hit them up. I was like, yo, at least, you know, throw us a couple hot takes. Yeah, tap in. Shout out to those guys. You can definitely listen to those shows. I listen to it every time I'm running over the weekend or something along those lines. It's hilarious. Uh let's see. We got three from each member. Okay. So we got Eve. He says Kurt Angle's TNA run was better than his WWE run. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Hold on, we got the, you got the you got the year you got the you got the rookie year uh, you know the best rookie year of all time or one of the best rookie Kurt years Angle, of all time. Kurt Angle's WWE run was probably done right. TNA's was just like he's just oh he's his neck doesn't hurt as much anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Like he was, he was still was on the stuff. He was TNA. still on the thing. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> You saw he mentioned Perk Angle in that interview with Stone Cold. Yeah, like, oh, don't make it not cool. Don't make it. Not he made cool. it hot. He made it way too hot, yo. Way too hot. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I can't agree with it. I really can't agree with mm. it for the for the simple it reason. It might be. I didn't see. You know what? I haven't seen Kurt Angle's TNA run in full. I'll be honest. I have. I haven't seen it in full. Well, I mean, me and me and me and Cyrus are running through uh, 
a TNA period for uh, for spot callers right now. But uh, can you you know you know the reason why I, I remember why uh, name a promo that Kurt did in Impact. I remember he cut it. I remember he tried growing back his hair, and that was a disaster. So that's why I'm going to say it's probably whack. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You probably can't name a promo. You can't, you can't name a promo in TNA. No, yeah. I mean his, his, I, his I can't intro. name a lot of TNA promos. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know, you got Cycle Kurt when he was like saying he wouldn't have sex with Booker T's wife. You had all that stuff with, with Kurt. He was all he was on one. <laughs> Why is the first one you bring it up? <laughs> I, I, I mean, great. Kurt liked the cowboy sisters. hat. All Kurt, this other stuff. He liked the sisters. That's why I gotta bring it up. Well, this is true. Um, next one comes from Chrisanne. She says. Charlotte Flair is the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Fair. She probably is. I would agree with that. She is. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, she's not she's um, not my favorite. She's not my favorite women's wrestler of all time. Like, yeah. But she is. I mean, how could she you deny the greatest. it? She is the greatest. Yeah. How she could, is. You can't deny it. When, when Charlotte comes, the bell tolls for whoever has that title. Period. <laughs> for sure. Asuka. Um, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Asuka, Asuka gladly drops the title to her every time. I think she's fine. I don't know if gladly. I think she doesn't. She's like, yes, I will. They're cool. I, they're, know, they're, they're cool with each other. I, th- I, I, I think they're cool with each other. Yeah, they're really sure. cool with each other. I, I think that yeah. I think Oscar has an easier time dropping the belt to her than like Bailey or Sasha would. <laughs> they're gonna no kill comment, me. but I they're agree. Me for no that. comment, but I agree. <laughs> they're gonna kill me for that. <laughs> no comment, but I agree. Um. Cody Dre says Christian greater than Edge. As a fan of both, I'm very mixed emotions. I'm gonna let you handle that. Wow, because you don't care about Christian or Edge. Uh, I like Edge. I think Edge has the. I say this every time. He has the worst punches in the build in the in the business. I think Christian is better in ring than Edge. Absolutely. I like a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> by but Edge is just so much. On the promo in the ring, telling stories. I think it just kind of depends. It's like it's different. It's just I don't know. They're just different. Uh, I would say if I would say which I enjoy more, it's gonna be Edge. I just do. I'll, I'll, but I'll, Christian, I enjoy a high level as well. I'll follow your lead and say uh, Edge too. I'll follow your lead. You're okay. the you're the you're All the right. edgeologist. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. I have his book, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if people knew that, but I just have to say it every time. Um, next one, next one comes from Donnie. I'm not sure if it's Donnie Lucci or just Donnie. I don't know if he's going on a first name basis now, but Donnie's if it a, is, Donnie's a he's he's an active member of our community. Yeah. Okay? So shout out to Donnie. Um, if Ali never got hurt, he would have lost to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35. Don't think that would have happened, or never made it there. Okay, that's where it happened. Um. They built Kofi Mania in six weeks, and I honestly don't believe the fans would have got excited um, or behind him like that. He's talking about more so Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Um, a lot of people believe that they gave his storyline to Kofi, and that's a lie. And Retribution's only member, menacing members die Jack once he takes the mask off. That was mean. Okay. That was bad. Um, can I Ali, can I go like go behind ahead. the scenes, behind the curtain there for a sec? Yeah, please, please. Three years. Yeah. It was absolutely supposed to be Ali. <laughs> At WrestleMania? Yeah. Oh man, he's gotta be sick. It was absolutely <laughs> supposed to be him. I don't there I don't see how 
I don't see how people would think anything of the contrary to that. I think that it's almost like, you know, people say like the Lakers got an asterisk, right? And I think it's the same. There's uh, a Lakers hot take on this, by the way. So yes. Yeah, so oh God, but they're, they're, they're but you know they say that, but you know like you know because they they didn't face the Clippers, right? And, right. You know, people say I think Cam says it best. You play who's in front of you, and I think that kind of goes ahead with with wrestling as well. You have to use who is in front of you. And mm-hmm. Kofi was there. He was the guy that, you know, he was old faithful, faithful in that position when, when Ali, Ali got hurt. That, that concussion was just so ill-advised. But it was trending towards Ali. I don't know if people remember this, but Ali beat Daniel Bryan clean on TV. And oh, yeah. that was what was going to be the, that was going to be his big face moment because they were pushing Ali at the moment. I don't see how anyone says... Oh no! They were always going to go left to Ali, straight to Kofi. That doesn't even make sense to say. <laughs> there nah. was no, there was no through line there. Listen, if Ali got the thing, we'd still be mad. Twitter would still be an uproar. No black champion. What is wrong with you, et cetera, et cetera? So maybe Ali is the true savior of black Twitter. He is. Twitter. He's, he's the reason why we have nice things now. And and then they they saw that it was it was it was lucrative, but. You know, I'm pretty sure Ali. He's a, he seems like he's a pretty cool guy. He doesn't hold, you know, he, he doesn't hold a grudge towards, you know, whatever happened at that moment. But not it, yet. It, not was, yet. Not it yet. was absolutely supposed to be Ali, and that was absolutely supposed to be his moment. This was a this was the first guy. Remember this, pals. He was the first guy from 205 to get called up to the main roster. How was it not him? <laughs> and and Dave Bryan wanted me. Say what? <laughs> I said two or five doesn't matter. Well, I mean, but but I mean, how big was it at the moment? We were we were all there. We, I mean, even on the show, we were like, "Yo, this is really dope to see him get this opportunity." And yeah, I, I, you're I right. I don't see how you look the other way and say, "Yeah, it was supposed to be Kofi." No, it was absolutely yeah. supposed to be Ali. Okay, okay. His non wrestling hot take was R and B has had a better 2020 than rap music. I don't know if I listen <sighs> to a lot of R and B this year. I'm just gonna be clear with you. I have the kind of. I wouldn't say it's better than rap. Yeah, like I wouldn't say so. Bryson Tiller. I don't. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I wouldn't say a lot of music this year has been really that great either. Um, yeah. Let's see. This one next. Next one comes from Epo. It says, "LAX should have never signed with All In Cell Wrestling a year ago. Wow. They should have signed with NXT and could have been in one of the great feuds this year with Legado del Fantasma. Wow, that would have been amazing. That would have been. It could have been fire." It could have been like those great boxing matches between Mexican and Puerto Rican fighters of the years past. That's not even counting the good to great matches they would have had amassing Undisputed Era, War Raiders, Street Profits, and Mustache Mountain. Wow. If LAX signed the WWE. How racist could they get? That did, it it depends. Like LAX, is, my enjoyment I, of LAX depends on how racist they can get. My, yeah. They, as long as they can be real, it's, it's, it's as great as it is. I think honestly, AEW may be the best. Well, they're not doing much of anything, right? Oh, they got Jericho's Puerto Ricans. Yeah, (laughs) I don't, I don't want to say that. That sounds fucked up. I mean, that's what he is. I mean, considering what Jericho reps. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Listen, we got there. Um, But yeah, yeah, AEW is best for them because AEW needs a tag team division, and that's why they're good there. Yeah, and I think I don't know. There's a level of, I guess understanding i don't know i i can't see them i can't see such a a radical hispanic group in wwe without wwe wanting to 
kind of switch it around in a kind of way. Well, I don't know. I, I can't see them being booked by Road Dog. So let, let's let's just be no. glad that we have what we have with uh, Legato del Fantasma, and not having to have these white dudes, uh, you know, swerve around you know racial epithets and things like that that they're yeah. going to do. So. I don't know if WWE knows how to book Puerto Ricans, except Car- or Carlito, I guess. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if they know what Puerto Ricans kind of are. Like they kind of like aren't you like I don't know. I don't want to say too much. Um. Let's one next one comes from Samson Gray. It says Cesaro does not need a world title and will never get one. He's a Hall of Famer nonetheless. Now, one, do you feel like Cesaro does not need a world title? Cesaro, WWE lifer, by the way. Let's just be clear. He ain't, he ain't going to If he ain't left yet, he is here. He's here. <laughs> um does he need one? I don't think anyone needs one to be great, right? He doesn't need one to be great, yeah. but I think he deserves one. Yeah, he deserves one. I think Kofi deserves one too. You know, he Kofi deserved one as well. Like even if that's Kofi's only one. Wow, I knew you were gonna say that. Too. He he definitely deserves. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. He definitely deserves. Even though it was his only one, and you know, but one I think- is one. What what would be the story of Cesaro? Like it, it depends on the story of how epic that is. But um, yeah, Cesaro is definitely a, a Hall of Famer. He would be in the annals of like a uh, a Ted DiBiase, you know, of someone who might yeah. not have won the big one, but they made such an impact on how we perceive and view wrestling um, that they were just Hall of Fame off that. So like, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I agree. I agree. His non wrestling hot take is blue cheese is the worst dip dressing ever. I 100% agree. 100% agree. It smells like feet. So It smells terrible. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't know how you people eat that thing. My fiance, um, that... My fiance loves blue cheese. I, we are I'm... not friends when we get wings. All right. <laughs> um, next one comes from Jackson. It says, after Roman leaves the Fed in a couple of years for Hollywood, they should do everything in their power to sign Jacob Fatu from MLW to lead the bloodline because he is the future. I don't know Jacob Fatu. Is he the third Uso? He's, he very, he's very, very good. Um, I would okay. suggest, I, or I will send some stuff from uh, of him uh, to you. I think he's very good. Roman good, that is yet to be seen. But you know, WWE, mm. they keep the Samoan on him. They keep that thing they keep on him. Listen, the family there. Yeah. They, they, it's only a matter of time for him. His last name Fatu. It's only a matter of time. I think that... Um, I mean, it's again, like you said, it's a matter of time. I, I've actually heard a lot of rumblings of him actually signing there. So, I mean, I, I think it's, a, again, it's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So, okay, okay. Um, next one comes from actually at Grandpa Chan, who you may, you guys may know as one of the voices for the rewriters room. Yes. So, What's up, Chan? We, me and Chan had it. We had, we had a connection. I think room. so as well. We were, we were draft buddies on the rewriters room and we had a connection as well. I think we were both on the same wavelength. So big fan yeah. of Chan. What's up, Chan? Big fan. Big fan. Um, he says, <laughs> now this is a hot take. Drew McIntyre is just Cesaro with full closure. All right. We're going to skip past this one. <laughs> we're going to skip past this one. Why, uh, why do we disrespect Drew McIntyre? I don't get it. Why is it disrespectful? He's Cesaro. But Cesaro that wins the WWE Championship has a WrestleMania moment and does all this other thing. He don't do the anything. big swing. He don't do the big swing. I, I think mean, Cesaro... He ain't, ch- he ain't had the chance to. The man was rocking an invisible guitar for like three years. I think Cesaro is a much better 
much better in-ring talent than Drew McIntyre. I think what Drew McIntyre wins is that he's he's like the perfect quintessential big man. With Cesaro, I think they're both. He can do everything. Right. Cesaro can do everything. I think Cesaro can do everything. It's weird of me saying that Cesaro is not as good on the mic as Drew because I don't even think Drew's amazing either. Drew is definitely serviceable on the mic, but I don't even think Cesaro was there. You know what? You know um, why Drew wins on the mic because he actually brings the the crowd in. He brings the fans in. He'll look at the TV and be like, "You see this shit?" Like he'll actually yeah. be like, <laughs> "He do that too much." Point at Matthew McConaughey. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, I don't know if I agree with this, but I would like to see Cesaro win the be a have a Drew McIntyre moment, maybe in like five years. Well, Cesaro, you listen. I don't want Cesaro to be the the. The hill we die on. Still. Mm, show, yeah. Like, okay. I, okay. like why? He's the next one. He's the next one. Okay. Black people love him. White people love him. Listen, he's all around loved. Um, Chan's uh, non wrestling hot take was: anyone who puts ketchup on their food outside of French fries after the age of seventeen should not be viewed as an adult by the rest of society. Okay, there there was a lot of um, there were a lot of qualifiers in that statement. So you're allowed to put ketchup on the food, but as long as you're under seventeen. Yes. But you're if still... you're over 17, you're not an adult. What do I put ketchup on directly? Probably burgers. I put ketchup I put ketchup on fries. I put ketchup on burgers. Um, I, I know people put ketchup stopped, on eggs. I've actually stopped putting ketchup on my burgers. A, a burger should be good enough to live on its own with the with the the sauces that you make for it or the the Okay. The, um, okay. the actual uh spices and stuff that you use on it i've actually not like if i get a burger or order one and it's on there i'll eat it but stuff i make i rarely do like i made a juicy lucy the other week i didn't put ketchup on of course rnc rnc cooks it was good though um but i i do i I do ketchup on the side for my fries i put ketchup on my fries i had this whole discussion with jeff i don't want my fingers to get nasty i don't want my fingers to get nasty. yeah I mean, just you don't have to. It's not you're putting on the entire fucking thing. If you can maneuver around it, you. I don't know what to tell you. Like life is a lot harder than maneuvering on ketchup. Like, but it's it's you know, it, this is what it is. I had this whole discussion with Jeff on the Lookout episode. It was so funny because I found out how picky Jeff was with food. Oh, you guys and, are you guys are twins in the, in that sense. No, he is different. He. He is different. Listen to the episode. When I asked him about a burger and he said, I don't even like shit on my burger. <laughs> like, I don't like nothing. No lettuce, no tomato, no nothing. Shout out to Jeff, by the way. So shout out to Jeff. It's on episode 72 of the lookout. It's not that far back. Um, but yeah, that is funny. Um, this next one comes from, wow, another one of the RNC radio family comes from X. Hey. Uh, he says, you know what's so funny? the back-to-back hot takes that we're going to get. So maybe they were both in the same set of minds. So it's X. He says, Sasha Banks is the greatest women's wrestler ever. Don't agree. Legitimately just said Charlotte was like five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I, uh, no. Um, let, let's no. talk about why we don't think that. I don't think she is because there's a level. I think she's a great technical in ring, but she has the presence isn't naturally there like right. Charlotte is. The presence isn't there. She ex- She's telling you what she is too much instead of it being like, oh, she's she's that bad bitch like Charlotte is. 
Yeah, like, I, I think, and I think this could be true for, for everything. I think Sasha may have had the most influential women's match of all time, or, but Sasha may not be the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Um, I don't even think it's influential. I think it's a really great match, but I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know. There are I mean, women. Let's, there, let's, there, there are women. Let's go back in five years. There are women let's, signed to NXT who got into wrestling because of that match. Like Liv Morgan. Nah, I don't think it Liv nah. Morgan. Nah, she was she was there during that. <laughs> oh yeah, she was. She was there. Listen, um, my hot take about Liv Morgan. Uh oh. Did you see her on the gram? No. She was practicing wrestling on the gram, and like legitimately, I don't know. She did two arm drags and it took her like 20 minutes to get the arm drag out because she's jumping from rope to rope, from corner to corner, just to do an arm drag. And I'm like, okay, are you like a luchador? Like, are you including it in your style? I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. Make it make sense. I ain't never seen her. If you're doing the moves, yeah, if you're doing the moves, make it make sense. Um, And X's non-wrestling hot take is T.I. is greater than Wayne, Gucci, and Jeezy. Wow. Oh, man, X. I gotta get you out of Chicago, bud. <laughs> oh my god! You gotta, you gotta go to so, another. You gotta go to another state, another city, bro. Because... So this is so funny because legitimately the next take comes. I don't know if they're in the same state of mind, but these were submitted like twenty minutes apart. Comes from Coach, aka Middle Initial T, aka the Undisputed Hater Pod, um, that he hosts alongside Douglas and and Banks. Um, he wanted to kill me with that. He wanted to kill me at one time. We've all come a long way. I would like to I would like to move past the the threats that remain on the internet. Um, because <laughs> I think we've all come to a much better place. And I hope Sasha Banks and Booker T can come to the same place that you guys have. Um he says Sasha Banks is extremely overrated and she peaked with the Iron Woman match versus Bailey. Her character stinks and she can cut a promo. Great in-ring competitor though. Let me just go all the way out here. Let me just go all the way out. Let me just go all the way out. Here. I don't think she's most overrated. There I don't think a- she's overrated at all. There are aspects of her that is, obviously, yeah. but that's with any wrestler, you know, in the business. I think no. I think it's more so, it's because of the fans who yeah. overrate her. Yeah. I don't think it's because of her because she doesn't. She, she's just doing her. It's the fans who are like, oh my god. I got a counter hot take. I got a counter hot take to get away from the Sasha Banks thing real quick. Okay. Bianca Belair is probably going to be better than Sasha Banks. Mm. Yeah. Bianca Belair, if if done right, Mm. she'll probably be better than Sasha Banks. She has to, I'll say what she has to improve on, Bianca Belair, because we all sing the praises of Bianca Belair and she is amazing. What she has to improve on is the same thing Naomi has to improve on in the ring. And the same thing that Liv has to improve on the ring. And the same thing that Dana Brooke has to improve on the ring. And the same thing that Mandy and a whole bunch of other people. There's only an elite class of people who get this. If you cannot tell a story in the ring, your matches will not get over. That's just it. If you cannot tell a story, if you can't make it make sense in the ring, you will not get you know, your matches will not be known as... I mean, you'll have a great match here and there, but you won't be known as a great in-ring competitor. 
I think because she tell the story. because she's so good at everything else, and she has told the story. The, the Shayna match. Oh yeah, yeah, she has told the story. She's I'm done like, it. Why am I disregarding NXT? Oh yeah. my god, she definitely does. I'm she, I'm bugging. I she's know done I'm it. Bugging. I I think we I think my homework really for in, in me saying that now that I mention it, I'm gonna go back and rewatch that because they, she had us on the edge of our seats. Because she because we all wanted her to win. Yeah. She and she would not remember the story. She would not give up. She would not give up. She would not tap out. That was a great story. And then she, and then yeah, she, and then I, she did. Not this. She, she, she knocked her out. And she tap out. I feel like she fell asleep. She got snoozed. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Let's rewatch that. Okay. Um. The next one comes from Antonio Salgado. It hey, says, what's going on, bud? Yeah, what's up, bro? Um, the Mrs. WWE tenure will be more memorable than one CM Punk when it's all said and done. I didn't submit this. I didn't submit this at all. I didn't tell him to submit this. I didn't do anything for this, but I agree. Don't don't cricket. Will the Miz be more memorable than CM Punk? I actually think that's a great thing, and I'm not sure if it's true. What? More memorable? Yeah. No. CM Punk. He defined an thing. era. He defined an era. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I mean, the, the bad thing about CM Punk is because of the things that he said, his legacy will depreciate over time because social media will determine that his legacy depreciated over time. Yeah. Um, but he defined an era. He 100% brought a wave of people back into wrestling. He, is, he was huge. As much as the Miz stand that I am, I cannot agree with this statement. I love it. Thank you, you heard it here. Three years. I think we show. have another. I think we have another. Um, another CM Punk take from, from one of our friends. You have that one. Can you cue that one, or do you want me to cue it? Let me see. Let me see if I can get it at the same time. Um, do, 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 do. You know what? You cue it. I'm not sure if I have it. All right. Uh, this this comes to us from Emilio Sparks over at Russell Rap, uh, our, our good friend. Oh yes. Russell Rap. Uh, he says that he believes the pipe bomb is hella overrated. It was a well done work. It did not shift the momentum of the WWE. A lot of people are going to say that's a hot take. If you're like nine years old or something. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Let's just say it. I mean, I, I, can we just it's be depreciated over time? Yeah, it's definitely depreciated. Yeah, it has. Uh, it's not as good as it was. I mean, there's even rumors. Happened. There's even rumors that it, it was it was not off the cuff. Let's just let's just be real. Let's be real. That's the that's the pot um, with the tea. That's uh, I've, I've heard it. Right now. I don't want to say. I don't I've heard it. Say. Hey, I've, I've, I've heard things. I've heard things. I heard it. I heard it heard. was. I heard it was written. Hashtag written. Wow. Yeah, Ghost written. If you listen mm. to the, if you listen to the pod, like listen, he didn't. He he helped write that. He, someone else helped. Like 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 honestly, like you you believe Vince was just like go out there and say whatever. You thought he was that cold. Man, um, Antonio's non-wrestling hot take was Drake. <clears throat> Drake is top two and probably not two. Not only is he probably not two, he definitely is not two. <laughs> yeah, he is one hundred percent not two. And every single year that goes by solidifies him as number one. I think it's going to get to a point where he's going to be like number one, you know, of, of all time. Like you start putting him. Like I don't, I don't want to sound. Did you know it sounds like it sounds like super blasphemous to say this? But like, you you know, you you start to get to a level where you become like the MJ of wh- whatever era you are, and he absolutely is. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, next one comes from our friend, Caleb Catlin. I have to say that because I fucked up his name and I listened to the War Report episode and he definitely said I fucked up his name and Cyrus also said I fucked up his name and none was always like, oh, it happens all the time. They're like, no, fucked up my name. Caleb, I'm not fucking up your name this time. Um, he says, Kyle O'Reilly has Daniel Bryan levels of potential as a solo act and it only took one match to get that out of him. People used to say that it was Johnny Gargano but the Triple H booking of him with Ciampa has irreparably stained his image as a great baby face. If we're being totally honest with ourselves, his baby face work peaked with Andrade and his recent field work is the most refreshing thing that has been since that era. Kyle O'Reilly can be that top baby face if guided in the right direction. Mm. I, I, I agree. I, I agree, but there are certain things I want to pick apart. We got to remember... And I know that, you know, hindsight is, again, 2020, and I know people probably won't agree, and they'll probably be like, no, you can't say that. You're, you're making excuses. A lot of things did not shake out correctly in the Gargano thing. We can be honest there. Looking back, Alistair getting injured was not supposed to be the thing that, you know, extended this feud past what they did. And then they did it again. And, I, and that's something I can't excuse for when they did it again. I'm, I'm not going to excuse that. Because, again, you get diminishing returns. I'm not excusing them deciding to do it again this year. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not excusing that. Absolutely not. That was that was unexcusable. But I do say that there were a lot of things. It was we're not going to say in 2020 and sit here and say that wasn't the hottest feud that was going of the summer because it absolutely was. It wasn't Andrade because he left. It was Johnny Gloriano being a great baby face that people actually tuned in to weekly NXT. That is something I cannot say right now. <laughs> For anyone, including Kyle O'Reilly, they are not tuning in to watch him. They were tuning in to see what Johnny Gargano was going to do next. And these are shows that were taped. Let's right. be clear. <laughs> we, were, we were waiting to see when he would come back and, and when Shampoo would come back. And when he came back, everyone was talking about it. That was the that was the hottest, one of the hottest feuds up there with Omega Okada of our era. I'm not going to sit here and say Johnny Gargano, his, he's diluted. He is not diluted. He was, at one point, one of the top baby faces. In wrestling, he absolutely was. They after well, I'm go- after that Brooklyn match, you can go however you want to go. <laughs> but for those six months, seven months, he absolutely was. Well, I'm gonna say that because I don't really like him as much right now, and I <laughs> didn't like all those long ass matches. I liked everything before us. So you know what, Caleb, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna agree with that hot take. That was a wow. Um. I'm going to move on. Let's see. Oh, we got one from Cyrus and the vis- visibility is greater than the Beatles. Oh, wow. We got more hits, too. Uh, well, people were right about Raw's underground lifespan, but I think Raw Underground had a good run until Aleister Black got his ass mopped by Kevin Owens. If they didn't do that weird non-finish and actually did the blow-off on Raw Underground, I think it would still be here today. Raw Underground isn't here because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Raw, that blame, bad or anything. blame the NXT stag party, anti-COVID yeah. stag party for that. Like probably hookah with the same tip. I don't even know. Like, come on. Like that's the reason why Raw Underground was here. I will say Raw Underground lifespan was slowly thinking because it had no actual story to it. Yeah, it had no and it also had like there was no direction. 
it also had people that kept happening. It had people that we didn't care about on there, like Dabakato, who got drafted. By the way, I do not give a shit Braun. about. Braun. <laughs> uh, well, not even Braun. I mean, Braun was the, the the champion at the time. Uh, that it started. But Braun wasn't the champion. No, nah, when he it started, champion. he was showing up there. With when his it started, when shirt. it started, Mills, he was the champion. Okay. When it started, I'm saying he like, need to be on the show. I'm just, I'm just, just let me let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I, they didn't introduce these people correctly. So that's why we didn't care. Dabakato didn't care. Arturo Ruiz didn't care. R- Riddick fucking Moss absolutely did not care. And th- these were the focal points every single week. And then you had Dolph Ziggler show up, and he was there every week. You know, like it just didn't, it didn't have the vibe of something that after like week three that we should care about. And then, and then Braun showed up, and that's when we were like, okay, the, the shark has jumped. I don't know if uh, the Alistair thing was the, the the straw that broke the camel's back because it was just it was wedged in between a whole bunch of shit that had already happened on the on that episode anyway. Like yeah, I remember right. that episode and being like that that felt inconsequential and completely useless and needless <laughs> in in my opinion. You know what? I want to applaud everyone thus far with these hot takes. There's not been an immense amount of AEW hate yet. I'm sure it's coming, but there hasn't been yet. And you know what? I can applaud. Maybe we're role changing. Maybe we are. Um, this next one comes from Amber, the Tweeples champion 87 on Twitter. Shout out to you, Amber. What's going on, Amber? Uh, Alexa Bliss is the T Swift of the WWE, Taylor Swift, if for the grown people who don't know. Um, seems to get more praise than people who deserve it at times. She thinks she's great like Asuka or the Force Horsewomen, but she's not. Um, every time she talks, I want Sasha to come take her mic on some Kanye shit. Is Alexa Bliss, I'm assuming she says Alexa Bliss is 100% overrated. Is she overrated? I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. She's a good hand. She's rated. I, th- I think Alexa's she's rated. rated. <laughs> she's rated. She's, I think... I don't want to see her in a lot of things, but I'm not even going to lie. Anything that they give her, she seems to be moderately serviceable in. I would say in the ring, she is not, she doesn't even attempt to wow. Like not even a, there's not even an evolution of moveset, but she will probably last longer than a lot of people because of that. You know why um, else? You know why else she's going to last longer? Because she can talk. Why? She can talk. Yeah. That's true. She is she is killing it in this new role. She absolutely is. I thought that uh, the Randy Orton segment on Raw with her. Did, some, did they do something with her teeth? Uh, no, not that I know. Not that I noticed. No. It wasn't looking so fresh. I'll just say that. Oh my mm-hmm. God! See, I didn't say that, ladies. But, uh, <laughs> listen, I just said I thought it was part of the gimmick. I was like, what? Teeth are a little. They don't look white and sparkly like on the. But I, I, uh, maybe it's all the coffee. Probably the coffee. Oh, yeah, you're right. Coffee teeth. Ew, that's unattractive. I think, um. you know, oh my God. I, I think that one thing I will say, and this is, this is another reverse hot take, I'll, I'll spin it back on you guys. I think she's a better talker than Sasha. Let's be clear. I prefer, I prefer, uh, Ooh, Amber, let us know what you think. She's going to, she's going to kill me. She, Amber's always. Feel free to send a gift. <laughs> feel free to send a gift, please. She's, she's going to kill me. She's definitely going to kill me. Um, Kenny at KJ Brophy says, maybe it's recency bias, but Michael Cole, greater, greater, greater than Jim Ross. 
Well, they ain't never. They have never uh, embarrassed Michael Cole to that level. They have. Nah. <laughs> Michael Cole don't take that shit. Well, nah, he got f five out of his fucking shoes. He was younger. And... He was younger though. Nah, that was like five years ago. <laughs> what I mean, like, oh, 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 I'm sorry, not 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 specifically the f five thing, but I mean, like, when the, when the Rock was was messing with his frosted tips. They used to. He got beat up by China. I remember that specifically. I remember there was a whole SmackDown where he got his ass whooped by China. Or maybe that was Jim Ross. I don't remember. <laughs> did Jim Ross get ever beat up by China? Maybe. No, nah, but I mean, if they did, well, well, he no did. Yeah, he did. He for sure did. He actually used to whip his ass all the time. Niggas used to whip Jim Ross ass all the time. It was set that clock, and they were like we're in Oklahoma. Pen some Jim Ross shit. Make yeah, him kiss my butt. They was in Oklahoma <laughs> and they were waiting outside Vince's office like a PS5 was coming out to be in a segment with this guy beating his ass. Oh my God. Stone Cold beat his ass. They had Stone Cold who doesn't hold back fire. punches. He was set on fire. He set him on fire. I don't even think I don't even think this is what Kenny is referencing. Is Michael Cole a better commentator than Jim Ross? Um, Michael Cole gets across what they need for him to get across on that um, on that show. The X's and O's of WWE is branding and getting over their messaging. And he does it better than anyone else. I think when the E started going less towards the play-by-play type thing and more towards the branding side of things, that's where JR Less wrestling. Yeah, that, that's when JR started slipping up. I, I think, you know... A lot in a lot of ways the game has passed him by. Like look at what New Japan did, you know, what he did with New Japan, look at what he does with AEW today. The game has passed mm-hmm. him by. It's a lot it's a it's a faster game. It's a young man's game. He wants people to slow it down, they're just not gonna do it. There are very yeah. very few people that do that. But when you need someone to get emotion and be emotional and, and get over that side of the of the business, he can do that. But for what Michael Cole yeah. is paid to And Michael Cole isn't as good as that, I'll be honest with you. He's not. The whole WrestleMania thing. I think WrestleMania 30 is his worst call of all. <laughs> like one of the worst calls. But then you turn it around. But then you turn it around with some of some of his best calls. I mean, Beast in the East was a really great show for him. I, I thought that he had, he did a great job during the uh was it the CWC? Or, or the, mm-hmm. the UK tournament, I, I thought he did a, a, I think it was a UK tournament, he did a great job there. Like, he's shown that he can do the play-by-play, the, yeah. you know, the way that we, we want him to. But as far as him doing what Vince needs him to do, he is absolutely the best at that. So if I was to say, like, best WWE-centric commentator, absolutely he is. Okay, all right. Um, next one comes from John Brandom. John Brandon underscore I am. He says Roman Reigns will be done with wrestling in two years and in Hollywood or Dwayne. Give it three. Uh I agree. Yeah, um is, is this not his, his acting reel? Is this not his show reel right here? What he's doing? Currently? I mean he, he need another role and not in like no WWE film. You need like you need like a other type of film. But we'll see. We'll see. I agree. I agree though. He's not he's not here for long. I'd be um, shocked if he wasn't in a movie after COVID clears up and that Rock wasn't putting him in more roles. Like if Rock has is tapped into DC, I would expect Roman to be part of that as well. When when COVID oh, yeah. wraps up and, and he can he can get free of, of a lot of uh, So WrestleMania weekend, he's not doing press. He's gonna be doing you know, auditions. That's what he's gonna be doing. Turn up. Turn uh, up. Next one comes from Tony Styles. It says Please don't talk to me about how great a heel MJF is after that bullshit musical number with him and Gravy Lee Roth. 
Wow. There we go. <laughs> there we go. We were waiting. There it was. There I, it was. Uh, I personally never thought MJF. I called him MGF on Clubhouse the other day. But um, I never thought MJF was the greatest heel of all time. I think that even within his own company, he's not the best heel there. I, I mean, no. it's it's just the, the truth. Um, he's a little sawed off fucking <laughs> little uh, twerk. That's what he is. He's not heel. I don't like when people say great heel because you hate him. That's not why I hate him. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate him because he's a good heel. I hate him because he's not just great. his look. Have you seen him? Yeah, have you seen him? Like, look at him. He don't. He don't go in the ring either. He just. He, he doesn't. Nah. He doesn't do it for me in the ring. Um, nah. Don't. Uh. Don't. I know they're building up this Jericho match eventually, but. Oh, they've. they've it's built. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a spoiler. But it'll. Oh. It, it's built. But yeah, it's supposed to be happening. All right. Uh, if you want to hear J Five talk about that musical, you can definitely <laughs> listen to the war report. Um. Where he'll definitely talk about it. Uh, his non wrestling hot take is Excalibur and Papa Buck are playing COD online. Who says the N word first? Wow. Oh man, Papa wow. Buck, Papa Buck, Papa Buck says it. <laughs> um, Tom Tucker, Diana Perrazzo is basically natty with black hair. Wow, yes, yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she can wrestle in her booty fat. Check IG, but she got charisma of a lawn chair, fam. Wow. The check IG is fucking wild. That is the wildest hot take. <laughs> My hot take is like, yo, Diana, first of all, she won the championship, ain't have a contract. She finally gets the contract and loses the championship. That's hustling backwards. It just is. Where she lost? She lost to Sue Young <laughs> at Bound for Glory. Oh, man. God, that is hustling backwards. You got Sting's agent or something along those lines. How don't you get a How don't you get a a clause that says I can't drop this until twenty twenty one? She lost it. I don't know if she ain't signed. Maybe the internet was lying or something along those lines. But she won it. She lost it. I saw her match against whatever match that she wanted. It wasn't really that. Impressive to be honest. Bro, I've been waiting to see what the, the impressive Deanna Perrazzo stuff. Yeah, is. give me the give me the Deanna Perrazzo reel, Tom Tucker. Yeah. Give me in the give me the <laughs> give me the highlight reel. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. Her booty fat is a crazy bar though. I don't even know if I'm gonna <laughs> listen, not lying. Um at work lurk and chill. We know Undertaker will be involved in Survivor Series when uh, in some way, so why not let the fiend give the fiend the ultimate rub and let him put down Taker in his final send off? I feel like Undertaker don't really fuck with the fiend. Yeah, I don't. I, I it's too much. Again, too much. Don't act. Don't ask me. I'm just getting a vibe because I feel like he would have done it already. Yeah, too much Gaga, too much like yeah BS there. Uh, I, I yeah, think that's what I think so too. If we were to see Taker, and Taker just seems like he's done. I, 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 yeah. I mean, if he shows up, it might be for a choke slam, but he just seems like he's done with like in ring stuff. So let let, yeah, that, man. Man, let doing, that man go. Yeah, you got it. You got a full contract to the network now. Apparently, so what I will what say, what I will say, um, other than me liking, you know, uh, the, the actual stories he's given, because I mean, the thing is, I I don't get tired of Taker telling stories now because it just seems as though 
he has so many of them or we know that he has so many of them and we've never heard him before. But I really like the untold yeah. with him and, and Orton. I thought that was spectacular. Oh yeah, that was amazing. That was, was amazing. Spectacular. Watch and he, that. And the thing is, the thing is, Mills, he has so many more of those with so many other people. So like there's a whole suite of things that he could be a part of now. But other than that, I do love the way that the WWE has given him his send off this year. I think that is one of the yeah. most respectful, really cool things that they've done, not just with the documentary, not just with the Mania match, just all throughout. And, and I think that, you know, this is no different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let's get through a lot more of these. <laughs> um, former WWE turned AEW star should put over their talent more into interviews instead of talking about where they used to work. Mentioning a job who move your picture to alumni every chance you get is corny fam. And tell your job to hire some black people since you got a mic in your face. Um, I, you know what, I'm just gonna, uh, I don't know the last part, but I'm going to uh, agree with the first part. That, that's, that's deep. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone should just move on from talking about the WWE. Uh, next one comes from John. Shout out to John. Um, whoever you are. John is such a thing name, but I hope it's our job. Uh, rap is not like wrestling, WWE wrestling. And rap legends get pushed aside when they don't have anymore. You hear that new Locks album? Snoop new shit? Exactly. <laughs> wrestling keeps their legends around way too long. Taker, Hardy, both, but especially Matt. Um, Mysterious. Mysterious? I think Mysterio. you to say Mysterio. Yeah. Um, Etc. Imagine if Twista was blown up after rapping the first eight bars of Slow Jams. It's okay to let the old head sit down. They need to be anyway. That is funny. That's yeah, just funny. I, I mean, just, just, to, <laughs> just to be literal here, I, I think the, the issue with um, with that comparison in, in, that, in that way, like he's absolutely right, but I think that the issue with that is that the commodity, the, the actual social currency is the, the fact that their stars are physically there. And in rap, you don't, you don't necessarily like need that. Like, cause even still, Twista still puts out music, you know? But when, yeah. they, when their time is over, the fans move on. In wrestling, yeah. there's a nostalgia moment where the actual I currency is them being there. Right. I think there's a role. I think there's definitely a role of like an exhibition type of thing, like a Trish Stratus sort of thing, right? Like Trish Stratus puts over Charlotte Flair, but Trish Stratus is not like contending for the women's championship, nor does she want to. Yeah. So I think there's a role for all the old people. Um, next one comes from, yeah, I said it. I see the reason they call that other show AEW, quote unquote, dark. All inclusive though. Yay. Yikes. I don't even know. <laughs> um, next one comes from Jay Mysterio. You left five hot takes. I'm going to choose one because there's still a lot. We got a lot to get through. But you cho you have five hot takes. I support you, Jay Mysterio. You have five. Um, let's see. I'm going to choose one. Actually, let's choose the last one. It says not a hot take, but a question. Okay. Um, since Brian has recently stated on Talking Smack that this might be his last run with the company, and it sure does feel like his career is winding down, who would you have retire him? Ooh. Wow. Um, who has hmm. that history with him? I honestly think he'd be weird and pick Orton. I think he would pick Orton, too. Yeah, I think he, I think he would pick Orton. Orton was part of... 
Orton a was very instru- yeah. Orton was very instrumental in helping him get over that year. He really was. Yeah, including that WrestleMania moment. Yep. That he hasn't actually got his win back or his rematch or anything mm-hmm. of the rather. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I would say Randy Orton. Yeah, for sure. And here's the um, thing: people love the old versus the the new send off. That very rarely happens in wrestling, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. So yeah. I I expect people to be pissed if it's Orton. But I think it would be the perfect send-off, and I think they'd have a great match. All right. Next one comes from Deadstock Dev. Hey, what's up, uh, Dev? Says, when it's all said and done, the Retribution run might be worse, worse than the Job Squad run. Wow. Say, well, wait, wait, Maybe. wait. <laughs> the Retribution run might be worse than the J-O-B Squad, the Job Squad run. We, we getting there. They lost on yeah. Raw for no reason. Ali pulled out they that just... chair for no reason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and his non-wrestling hot take is Welch just has the best grape juice known to man. I agree. I agree. Uh, next one comes from Slap McAfee. Uh, Twitter should stop trying to book everyone black into her business because the more people in the group, the harder it is to make the group meaningful. What's that? Mean? trying to book everyone. I mean, I think they're maybe because they were trying to book like Ricochet into the group or put Apollo into the group. Something along those lines. I don't think that her business would be less meaningful with, um, with more black people. Yeah, I think they'd be less meaningful if they didn't give them anything notable to do for 16 weeks and had them beating up the same person. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they look pretty good, <laughs> all things considered. They're yeah, Bobby's good. They they they're good with Bobby. Bobby Bobby wins. Yeah, he, that's they, just it. Well, shit. That, well, other than Cedric, they all win. Essentially, yeah. so I mean, I mean, other than Shel- I don't know Shelton, but you know, Shelton wins the twenty four seven title a lot. Okay, all right. Yo, the our yo the clubhouse that was so funny. <laughs> Man says Shelton's suit is struggling. I was weak. <laughs> Why was I was suit? weak? He had the the Drake dra- uh the Drake laugh now cry later uh suit day, draft day. <laughs> Oh my god, he says this suit is struggling. Um, next one comes from Donnell. It says Elias is a better artist than Chris Jericho and his new track, Amen Slaps. Okay. It does. It really does. I get it. Let's give her it goes. Go ahead. It goes. No, let's I give go her in. a review. Let's let's give her a review of this. Quick review. Quick review. Um It's four songs. I, I thought it was like twelve. Yeah. I like the opening track. That's his theme song. I now. heard it on Raw. That is his theme. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I'd listen to this again though. Um, I liked uh, Amazing Grace, even though it is literally it's literally It is a bad cover of Amazing Grace. There's so many better Amazing Graces in the world. It for him it works. It bangs. Listen, it, it seemed kind of pseudo Christian to you. It did. Like... It did. It, and the thing about <laughs> it is is that um I think it's a lot better than like I think Elias is not given enough credit for just how into this character that he is. And this yeah. my, it was my one issue with Seth Rollins. It actually... No, go ahead. It was my, my one issue with Seth Rollins' Messiah character that I've always said is that he never went full Jerry Falwell with it. And But Elias I, might be different. Elias might... He might be... T- I'm scared he's too into the character now. Oh, I yeah. want to know who the real person is. I don't want it to be, and then he has some sort of uh, personality crisis. You know what I'm saying? Also, 
I don't think any of these songs are better than that Judas song that everyone sings at all the AEW shows. I can't even I can't even lie. Judas kind of slaps. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one comes from Busby. Hey, what's up, Busby? Uh, he says Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks are the new next two superstars to cross over to Hollywood. Roman, yeah, Sasha. Are, 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 why are we judging the Mandalorian off that? I don't know. Maybe she's looking for roles. Maybe that's a. I, why do, I? I just don't know why we think that she like how we we don't even know what the role is yet. This is true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. I don't think she's. She seems to love wrestling too much to be worried about acting, in my opinion. But I don't know. She may be want to be the boss. I don't know. Um, next one comes from Hot Pink Sheets. Shout to Hot Pink Sheets. With the exception of Moxley, there is no WWE transplant that AEW has elevated. Miro's in the same spot he was when he left WWE. Brody's in the same spot when he left WWE. Peyton Royce's husband is in the same spot when he left WWE. Ditto Cardona. AEW has nothing for these guys, and it'll be safe when FTR are back to doing nothing after back to doing comedy matches after they drop the belts. Um, I think they have been. I mean, certain ones have been elevated. But I'd just say Moxley. Yeah, and, exactly. it, and he just said with the exception. <laughs> yeah, like like Moxley. Moxley came in. Miro, I would say let's wait for it. But I'm a Miro Mark, so yeah, I'm I don't sorry. know, but <laughs> after the here and, and Cyrus asked, he posed this last this, this question when I was on the War Report. What is this show without the elite? Because and that's and that's that's a real question. If Cody's not there. If the Bucks aren't there, if Kenny's not there, if Jericho's not there, who have they built to be ratings gainers and winners other than maybe Orange Cassidy who got it in on his own without them? There isn't there, right. there there really isn't many people other than the elite, other than Moxley and maybe Cassidy that could do that. They haven't built them up enough. Darby Allen right. was one guy that was they had a lot for and he's still getting beat. And then you have Sammy Guevara who still getting beat by a 48-year-old Matt Hardy. Well, I'll stretch this into the next hot take, which is submitted by Stack Guy Greg. He says, I think he still has more to contribute, to be honest with you. Jericho has nothing to contribute past... But he has nothing to contribute to the world of wrestling anymore. I think he... I can't even say anymore. I it's a hot take, but it might be a right one. They they still listen. They needed Jericho to be that first champion. They needed him to be the first champion. I'll absolutely. I'll forever defend their. I, I don't think he should have beat Kenny, but I think that he should he should have been the, the the. No, he didn't beat Kenny. Did he beat Kenny right? To win the title. He beat no. He beat the Page. cowboy. He beat Page. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, so they did the good thing there. But I, I think that, again, like, they needed him to, to get them through that first year until until Moxley was ready. And they and they did right. it. And I think Jericho, again, takes up way too much time. Like, from what I watched last week, he takes up way too much time on that show. Way too much. I agree. I agree. Um, and his non-wrestling hot take is Milky Way gets too much hate, same as Candy Corn. Uh, first of all, you lost me. 
I don't candy hate candy. I don't hate. I don't hate candy corn. It's not something I would Sad. go. I, I wouldn't go out and buy it. I think when I was like a kid, it was like it was something I would just eat because I would just eat any candy. It's not the first thing mm-hmm. I go out and buy, but I feel like candy corn has just gotten this like crazy reaction on the internet. Candy corn is terrible. That's why it is. I mean, to you, just, I mean, again, you know, not all to opinions, most to not, most. Not all opinions are created equal. If we were to look at a poll, I don't know if it would be as as close as you think, or as as, as far ahead as you think. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it and see what the polls say. Um, let's see. Actually, let's begin to speed around through a lot of these things. Okay. And sorry for a lot of you people um, who submitted this one. It's just you know, show's going long, things to do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, next one says Oscar's reign has been boring, respectfully, by Beatrot. Mm. She, I mean, have you seen Raw? Yeah, there ain't much to work with there. I think, yeah, I think the key to that reign and the reign she's had so far is the fact that she was in a embroiled in a feud with Sasha and Bailey, and it was the hottest thing on the show for a whole summer. Yeah, again, I'm not, mad, of, I'm not mad at Oscar taking a break right now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of the top gals are not on you know raw or not active right now. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, she's gonna have a lot to work with with the whole Mandy, Dana Brooke, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, uh, Lana, Peyton Royce, whoever the hell's left of that division, Nikki Cross type of thing. So we'll see. We'll see. Um next one comes from Jones World. He said Roman and Jay had the best I quit match of all time. I'll be honest with you, can't remember a lot of I quit matches off my head. Rock and mankind. That, was, that wasn't a match though. That was just like a. That was slaughter. That was a public beating. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, you know what? I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. Um, I can't remember a lot off my head right now, but I, uh, I'll agree with you. Um, next one comes from Omar. It says Braun Strowman was the worst WWE World Champion of the modern era. He's had no I, good I, or memorable matches. I, 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 he was a Universal Champion. He was a Universal Champion. Worst champion of the era. His promos are always awful, sounding nervous as fuck. Um, and <laughs> like he was in a junior high school play, nothing progressed during it or held any significant impact. Somehow he regressed in everything. If he took him off the record books, nothing would change so bad it wouldn't even be remembered from a year from now. Please never again. Even Otis would have had a better run. Oh. I'll agree I he was terrible. He, he made SmackDown yeah. unwatchable. <laughs> Yeah, I agree that he served no impact and influenced nothing on the actual show. So, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, Donnie, I'm going to skip yours because you had one already. Omar, I'm going to skip one because you had your already, but I appreciate you guys submitting multiple hot takes. I appreciate everyone who submitted multiple hot takes, but we're going to skip yours because we got you all already. Um, Douglas Christ, shout out to Ad Douglas Christ, Brandon Douglas. He says, Fellas, happy anniversary to you both. I wanted to remind the world that Cody is nothing but a C-grade Shane McMahon cosplay. But also, <laughs> do you ever think that Kenny Omega would ask out of his deal to go to NXT, WWE, or even to Japan? It seems like he's not doing much in AEW. I'm going to say no. No, not early. No. He's got, uh, what, two more years? Um. Yeah, but I don't even think he'd leave after that. We'll see. I, I think that... It wouldn't be the same. We'll see. we'll see. It would be like Sting showing up while like twenty years later. Bills, bills, bills. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I think that, I think that, it's dependent on how they do this next storyline. If you, if you, if you, if you're catching my wave. Mm, there's a wave that you're throwing. Yeah, it's, it's, de- it. okay. it's depending on on 
there have been a lot of things with Kenny that like I I, I think you can kind of see, but some people are choosing not to see with how the way that they, they position him. And I think that he's been a, a great ring general and he's been a great shepherd to actually come out of his singles role and be a tag team and do that for a full year. I think that's been something that we should commend him for is even if we don't like it. But I think that right now it depends on how they write this story with him being the cleaner again, depends on how much this, this Kenny Omega run can go in AEW. Cause the thing is, I, I still feel like they have not positioned him the best. And that's what I'll say. I agree. And I feel like we both have things going on in the background of this, which is well. <laughs> it's, it's a damn, um, it's damn, it's, it's the neighborhood I'm in. It's, it's always some shit going on. Same here. Um, let's go in. Next one comes from Entangled Web. It said the Hurt Business will have all the belts by the end of 2021. Wow, you're generous by giving them the end of 2021. Lashley is universal. Um, New Day rules tag team champions. Wow, so you said New Day is going to join the Hurt Business? Interesting. Can't see it happening. Um, and Seti as U.S. champion. Doubt it. Hell no, nah, man. <laughs> Big doubt. Um, Entangled Web also is non-wrestling hot takes as the Lakers will lose in the first round to the Warriors next season. No. Absolutely. How the hell are the Lakers and Warriors going to be in the first round? Yeah, like, absolutely. That's that's not even going to be, like, you're looking at a team that's probably going to be first again next year. First seed again. Against the Warriors team that will probably be second or third. Second to third. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just, it's just impossible. I, I do think it does come down to those two. No matter what people say about the Clippers, but there's a lot of good. I mean, it's not even the Clippers, the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets is another team that's like coming out mm-hmm. and, um, you know, could actually be a problem for anyone in the first round. Mm-hmm. Also, Dallas. I mean, if they decide to burn Porzingis like I have. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Next one comes from Ty. They need to re- end this retribution shit before everyone ruins it. They started bad from the jump, but they gave a new life without leave. But with how they're booking it right now, it's time to pull the plug. Justin Mask them, be done with it. Send Maya straight to the women's division. Put Thorne and Dijak in the tag team. Have Dio do whatever the hell he was doing before this, which was nothing. And send Ali to NXT to challenge Escobar. Wow. Nah, don't send Ali to NXT. Um, I, I'm actually very shocked that they don't have Retribution doing other things that would define their own characters individually. Like why are why are Mace and Slapjack not going after the tag titles? Why is um, T Bar not going after the U.S. title? Why are is Mia not in the women's division? They could definitely use her. She's just standing around being a valet. It's it's very weird what they're doing with them, and it goes into the fact that they need to just end this shit already. I agree, and just just bad storytelling overall. Um... Next one comes from Clay. says, Raw is the C show, NXT is the B show, and SmackDown is the A show. Last night's show made it more obvious to me now. Raw is not appointment viewing going forward until the next draft, and we don't even know what that's going to be. Uh, it's a rough couple weeks for Raw. It, it, it absolutely is. going to be... I'd say... Keep it on your DVR until about Mania time. Yeah. <laughs> until I, about Royal Rumble time. They, How about that? Raw always lags until around January. This is yeah. the this is the moment where they lag. It just so happens the draft kind of coincides with this. With this um, we, have, we, we have really bit off more than we could chew with these hot takes. We I got to shout out oh, everyone yeah. sending these hot takes. 
yeah, yeah. We got a few more. Um, JT, if you're the actual JT, thank you. Thank you for submitting a hot take. Um, but if you're the other JT, um, thank you for submitting a hot take. Uh, the Rock will win the Royal Rumble for a second time. Wow, that is a hot take. You don't have to. It's win. not not possible though. You don't have to win no damn Royal Rumble to get a title. He shot. wins the Royal Rumble. He wins the Royal Rumble and so many more eyes, so many more things. Suddenly, the Royal Rumble is must view. In an empty and is there any? <laughs> I feel like they're gonna try to have people for the Royal Rumble. Don't quote me on that. We have to see post um, Amboy Center plans, which is apparently coming up because NBA wants to start. So they're like, get the fuck out of my arena. <laughs> <laughs> um, his non wrestling hot takes is cherry tomatoes are gross. I said that because I agree. Cherry tomatoes are different. Are, are like they being them. cooked in something? No, nah, they're just part of a salad. Oh, well, I don't agree because if you cook them in something, they, they're not. I make a really okay. great, I make a really great tomato broth with cherry tomatoes. It's, I it's agree. spectacular. Jay Mysterio, you submitted five more hot takes. I want to say shout out to you because you submitted ten hot takes. We can do an entire show on just the hot takes that you submitted, but we won't be able to get to it on this thing. But I appreciate you. That's what I want we'll you to do. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save those. Lucas H says AEW has been around for more than a year and they have nothing to offer different than WWE. <laughs> they have nothing. <laughs> Nothing offer that WWE. Um, sorry, let me read this again. AEW has been around for more than a year. There is nothing they have to offer that WWE already has, other than ex employees and the elite. Shit gonna be spooky when the core starts to get old. Well, they they I say they got another year with that core before it starts to get iffy. They're, they they have a like like the E is kind of like or or the AEW. They're they're raw like their top guys, un, undoubtedly, for the for that audience is like the war like the KD Warriors team. Undoubtedly, I agree. like they the they, they love those guys, and you got to remember they don't even have crowds back yet, so you got to give them another year to to truly congeal. They're working in COVID conditions right now. Like come on, yeah, so I agree that stick won't get old for a minute unless they do something completely stupid, which honestly, at this point, this is my hot take. Giving Cody the AEW title would be that stupid thing. I think they've been step tiptoeing around it because mm-hmm. they see, but I know they're going to do it eventually. That's where, that's when the shark's going to jump. Cause then you got to, um, cause then you got to blow it up. Yeah. Then you get angry employees, which I think they are going to actually do. As cool as Cody, as the cool boss that Cody is with his blonde hair and his like black wife and all this other shit like that. <laughs> Gotta mention the black wife. <laughs> um, she's gonna get spooky real soon once we start hearing reports. Oh, did we ever get a shout out to Tino Sabatelli for doing the Lord's work? Oh yeah, solid snake. <laughs> <laughs> solid snake. <laughs> um, let's get to the last one. Shout out to Sinvidius actually won a Royal Rumble thing before and was on a show before. So shout out to you. Um, continued listener. Continue. Oh, actually, it's not the last one. But you know what? You're it's, close to the last it's one. It's the last one. Um, if we're talking Mount Rushmore's for top 10 of all time or any of GOAT conversations, Randy Orton has surpassed John Cena. My guy, no. Don't even finish that. 
No, it's it was done. I'm sorry, but no. Mm-mm. Randy Orton has not passed John Cena. Mm-mm. Randy Orton will never pass John Cena. Impact. You got to talk impact. Listen, man, I'm a lot more. I'm a lot softer on Randy Orton than most. I I appreciate Randy Orton more than most. Be clear, he ain't touching Cena in any way, shape, or form on the mic. Randy just started. But people just started saying Randy Orton had good promos this year. And that's because John Cena ain't around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even think this year. I think Roman came back and kind of washed him too. Promo wise, I won't say washed because Randy Orton has been doing a great job. I want to give him that. He's okay. been doing a great job, so I don't want to demean him with this conversation. Okay. But Sinvidius, you brought it up, and I just don't agree. I really don't agree. Sorry, um, bud. Sorry, man. We can't do that. Yeah. We we, we gotta kick uh, you. Out, we gotta kick you out of the club for that. That's it. I'm gonna say that's it. Right. Um, thank you, everybody, for submitting. If you got to submit, thank you to everybody. Um, legitimately, three years. It's been a, probably one of our longest shows ever. <laughs> uh, no, our, our, our episode of 100 was pretty long. Oh, yeah. It was like two Listen, hours. It's hard to remember 100 when you won 150 subs. You man. feel me? Two hundred. It was I mean, it was 245, I think. It was a, uh, uh, episode. I don't think episode 200 is going to be that long, but it was definitely a long episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and remember we filmed it in different locations in different times. And did it, so. Oh my God, we we did episode two hundred over the course of three 200. weeks, or one hundred. We, we did one hundred over the course of, of of two weeks, and meals you were not available for any of the <laughs> the interviews. Hey, <laughs> listen, I don't even think I was one hundred. No, that wasn't one hundred. It was episode fifty. Or was it fifty? Like one year. It was like fifty, I think, or something along those lines. Either way. Shout out to everyone who's been on the show. Shout out to everyone who's going to be on the show in the future. Shout out to everyone thus far. This yeah. has been a great show. Um, thank you for all your hot takes. We did them all. Usually we don't. <laughs> we did them all. Except Jay Mysterio, who had multiple of them. But we, we sat down and we did them all. So we hope you guys enjoy the show as well. Um, take us out, man. Take us out, sound man. Yes. Thank you all for listening to the A Show. Obviously, it's our first time trying out our new equipment. There's any uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna listen back to this and, and you know reconvene and try and make it make it way better uh make it way better than than you know you could you could ever imagine uh so I mean I literally just got a phone call right as we're trying to wrap up this whole two hour span no phone calls and literally just got one um so until then next week thank you for listening to the A show we will be reporting to you live the day after election day all right. <laughs> <laughs> should we wait okay so we record usually before the election right do you want to wait do you want to record during like the results it would be super late at night no i because the thing is it's either way you're either going to be bummed or going to be really happy and i just think it'd be funny yeah. to do it before just so that we could see how the world burned after unless you unless we record and then just do an addendum and it'd be like, yo, this we're recording this part after the election. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's record normally, and then if we have to add an addendum, like a former WWE Hall of Famer is still president. Yeah, uh, let's not even let's not even say that. Um, but what we can say, and what I will say, is we've we have seen what has happened in the past four years. We have seen what has happened to African Americans. We've seen what has happened to. Uh, you know, LGBT. We've seen what have, has happened to people who want equality and that want change. Um, on a local level, you absolutely have the power through your vote. 
on the presidential level, I'll just say it right now, I'm not a fan of either. But at least with one, there is a huge chance that if we make enough noise and we fight enough, they will listen to us. So the power is literally in our hands here. Next week, make the right choice. I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. You know who the hell to choose. Boom. We are in a pandemic. And we have no, with one, one, one of these choices, we have no sign of getting out of it. With the other one, we at least have someone who is willing to listen and go through with a plan. So if you want to go to WrestleMania, <laughs> and you want to live a regular fucking life next year, you know what the fuck to choose. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. For meals, I'm Justin. See you next week. <laughs>